Killer Pop from Outer Space presents War Games. What is up, party people? We are back. Killer Pop from Outer Space. After another one-week hiatus, we hope you missed us. Uh, it is I, your host, Mr. Jeffrey, as always with my co-host, Venom Markle. What's up, What's brother? What's up, everybody? There's a nice uh, there's a nice air about this episode. Can you stop Feeling good? rocking back and forth? You're freaking me out. <laughs> I always rock. I love a rocking chair. I feel like you're going to fall out of that chair. Nice, um, I don't know, got a good atmosphere, feeling fiery, loose. Good crisp, uh, I, I can't hear him in my headphones, is he on? That is because he is rocking back and forth, yeah, you not gotta, talking into his microphone. Yeah, stay in that microphone, The bow. typical Vinny move. <laughs> Vinny still hasn't figured out that he does a podcast <laughs> and has to talk into I the microphone. Need there to be is. able to rock. I want to rock. Then buy yourself a headset. <laughs> Bum, 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 bum. All right. What do you got, Jeff? <laughs> well, well, I, I, I guess nothing now. I'm done. Is the show over? <laughs> um, I got nothing. Super happy to be here. Uh, even happier to announce that he's here, folks. The unofficial third host of Killer Pod from Outer Space. Our just, just about pa- official. Our Pat Smear to Nirvana. Our Bruce Kulik to kiss, the man that makes it all happen but gets no credit, the swilling scoundrel himself, Mr. Peter Evans. Ooh, yeah. Thanks for having me again, guys. Oh, anytime. You are, like, we discussed the one night, uh, I think it was during 1988, I said, I need I need Pete to just be part of the show. And I, it's to. even better when Pete is out uh, here in person. Yeah, in person, not via Zoom. Uh, we had, at Root Down. Yeah, we had a nice little outing. It was fun. Jeff and I had a little date. We did. We did. He he hosed me two off. On, two on two, <laughs> or one on one, for a few, for a few before Vinny got off work. Uh, it's always great to have Pete here. He is, you know, the third brother essentially. You know, good definitely, brother. Definitely a, not even unofficial official third co-host. Well, I was gonna say, good brother summer couldn't happen without him. So Too here sweet, we are. Baby. Yeah, baby. Uh, I hope everybody saw the new logo, by the way. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it looks sharp. It. I like it. It's crisp. Shout out to Broden Rimmel. He is the, what do you call that? Contributor? How do, uh, The artist behind it? I don't know. Yeah, the artist behind it. But he's good people. Find him on Instagram. Um, he will do your logo also for a very reasonable price. I promise. I didn't realize. You never, I, you never told me his name. His name is Broden. Broden, yeah. Call him Brody. Ah, it makes much more sense because whenever I've heard pockets on the phone with him, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, why does she keep calling her yeah. son bro? Yeah. <laughs> he's bro. Bro. <laughs> uh, he's good people, and he killed our logo. Uh, it is essentially me barking drunk orders at him <laughs> and him making it, and it came out killer. I'm very excited it. it's for got, it. Um, it's got everything we want in there. The problem now, once again, is going back to the beginning of the show iTunes. I don't know how to change that motherfucker on iTunes. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. But I, it, uh, inside baseball, most people listen to our show on Spotify. I found out. So 
Doesn't matter. No. Yeah, that's what I use. Yeah. Spotify is at a whopping like 30% and iTunes was at like 12%. So we um just need to figure out how to get that uh logo and some physical media. Yep, we're gonna get some stickers and some beer koozies made. That's gonna happen. Beer koozie uh, was a great idea. I don't you. think uh, my ultimate plan was to have stuff ready for the jamboree, but I don't think it's gonna happen. Unfortunately, because I would, just, I was just gonna like throw it out willy nilly, just be like, "Hey, look at look at it's close." Yeah, cannot uh, wait. It would be cool if, if you guys had had them for Joe Bob, just hand them out. I know that was that the was word. the plan. Yeah. I uh, I looked into T-shirts initially, and that is an expensive venture. And I can understand now why I paid twenty dollars for and, T-shirts. Well, that's a big j- jump. We gotta start small first. No, I understand. I, coasters, I get that. coasters, and no, and I think fanny koozies. koozies. Fanny pack. Oh, fanny pack. All right. I like where you're going. This is the future. Fanny packs are the newest thing. They're back, Nobody yeah. ever had them in 1989. <laughs> no, they're they, they're seriously on a on a retrend. Fanny packs. Yeah, insane. I had a sweet uh, Ninja Turtles one when I was a kid. I lied. Spotify is now behind Apple iTunes by five oh, percent. Yeah, so you <laughs> might want to might want to check that out. It's all right because on my podcast they uh, they just kicked the picture, so I have to figure out how to get it. Yeah, I, I think. Well, I got an. I, once again, inside baseball, and I'm sorry to get into this bullshit. We always do this at the end <laughs> of the episode. iTunes has reconfigured how they want to do everything. They sent us an email and they're like, "Do this, do this, do this," and I was like. I'll just not do anything, and then when you force me to do it, that's when I'll do it. So if you go on iTunes and you can't find the show or the show picture is gone or whatever, we're still there, I promise you. But I implore you to use Spotify or any other, basically, uh, podcast listening device because our um, distributor handles all that. Yeah, and Apple is the only one that says, "Hey, you have to do everything by our rules," and it's annoying as shit. But Apple is Apple. But I think Spotify is really coming around and and taking over the show, especially with that Joe Rogan shit. Uh, I know Pete loves Joe Rogan, big fan. No. <laughs> Spotify just signed another big deal with some uh, the lady. jerk off girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing, nothing like being told how to please your man by another woman. Mm-hmm. Anywho, what have, uh, what, have, beers. what have you heard lately on the beer front, Mr. Fanny? All right. This is a uh, celebratory beer. I'm very happy about this one. Got released two weekends ago? Last weekend. Last weekend, yes. Last weekend. So, our uh, one of our favorite breweries, one we talk about many times on this show, is uh, Root Down Brewing Company, and they celebrated their four-year anniversary last week. And uh, the fourth anniversary celebration is a hazy IPA called Forever. Root down forever. Root down forever. It is delicious. I've had it before. Yeah. I have not had it out of a can yet. Yeah. Can but, but it is, I assure you, can delicious. Wu-Tang. Wu-Tang. I'm wearing my Wu-Tang shirt tonight. But nobody noticed until I uh, cheers to Pete. Cheers to Vinny. Good brother, Summer. Delicious. Yeah, it's, it's a great. It's a great sipping beer. Some might say delicious. Yeah, there is. I've just encountered this. Like, I don't know if it's by design or accident or what, but just this four different places in a row. Like, great hoppy, but not killing your taste buds. Beers, where I'm just like super stoked to drink them. What, this one, Hidden River? 
Hidden River, Root Down, Iron Hill of all places. Oh, yeah. That yeah. one I loved. Pineapple Mango Guava. It was awesome. Was that too Philly? I'm sorry. <laughs> um, and there was one more. Might have been Budweiser. I'm not sure. But no, it was uh, <laughs> it was good. I can't remember what the hell it was. Americans. Yeah. But I, I just, I've been falling into these really good. Oh, it was the um, the workers, workers, Workhorse Triple. Oh, ten and a half percent, and I'm like, yeah. I'm sipping on this like it's nothing. Yep, uh, very good stuff. Very excited to see the beer game has almost caught up to itself, where everyone was just doing hoppy stuff to where it was like, I don't want hops anymore, and now we're uh, we're catching up to. It's like hoppy is delicious again. Mm-hmm. I'm very happy about it. Um, what are you feeling? about some music lately um i've been listening to this nothing new really i was was counting on you to show me something tonight i'm not gonna show you anything i'm just gonna take it back to the old school um it fits into the list that we're about to do because this man single-handedly took a franchise and said hey I'm going to do your whole soundtrack. Uh, His name is Prince. Mm -hmm. You may know him as the artist formerly known as Prince. But, god damn. I don't know if there's anything I can say to exemplify how great Prince is. I mean, just his number one hits alone. And then his skill on a guitar in the studio. The man is a... A genius, essentially. I like the non-hits. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, it, it doesn't matter. It's, it's if it's Prince, I'm listening. And then he's and he, Party Man is such gold. And then he wrote a bunch of stuff that like you're like, oh, I love this song, but little did you know it was Prince. Mm-hmm. Manic Monday. Mm-hmm. All you ladies out there. <laughs> but yeah, Prince is the shit. Uh, he wrote and performed the entire Batman soundtrack. Uh. And, like, it's goofy as shit. It, it's absolute, like, what the fuck? Yeah. But it's so good. Uh-huh. And I love that album. It takes a special kind of person to put out a song, <laughs> songs like that. Uh, there's a uh, YouTube channel. I think they got a podcast, too. Uh, basically a bunch of um, metal, hardcore scene guys in New York. Um they do a show called uh, Two Minutes to Late Night. Uh, oh, with Guarcinio Hall. Yeah, Guarcinio yeah. Hall. And they and they always do like, you know, they do like a YouTube version of a late show where it's just like funny antics. And they usually do um, cool covers. I know I've posted this several times, uh, clips of it on Instagram. Uh, but they just do an epic, like metalized version of uh, Purple Rain, which I just encourage anyone to check out on YouTube. Two minutes late night Purple Rain cover. It's really awesome and fun. And uh, like when you think that song can't be more epic, when you got guys like kind of screaming a little bit more into the microphone <laughs> and jamming out, it's it's really awesome. I really enjoy the Foo Fighters version of Darling Nikki. Yep, oh, that's a good one too. I haven't heard that one. Foo oh, it's it's great, and mm. it's not like a live thing like he put it down on a record 
It's very good. It's very good. Dave Grohl keeping rock and roll alive. Jesus, single-handedly. Christ. Yeah, like goddamn. Think think about like, and I'm not like trying to be uh, melodramatic here, but like think about the weight that must have been on his shoulders, right? Like Kurt Cobain dies. You put out a record. Curse Novoselic goes into obscurity, becomes like a senator or whatever. Like everybody's looking at you. Mm-hmm. And then they see you playing guitar and singing in this band. It's and it's been around, what, 94? At yeah, this point? Like yeah. they've been around since 94 at this point. Yeah, I've watched a lot of interviews with him, and he talks about how, you know, he was writing and recording songs in his basement, like even still with Nirvana, but he didn't want to be that guy. The, the second drummer that came into Nirvana that wants to be like, hey, want, you guys want to try out this song? Because, you know, he, you know, you got what people consider one of, you know, a, one of the greatest songwriters ever with uh, Kurt Cobain. So but he ends up, you know, finally putting that down to record and, and, and it, the rest is history. Yeah, that first, the first Foo Fighters record is all him. He yep. does the drums, bass, and yep. guitar on it. Um I remember seeing like the um, the video for um, um, I'll be around. I'll, I'll be around. Yeah, I'll be around. Yeah. And be like, is that the drummer from Nirvana? <laughs> Can't be. Like back when I was a kid, like it was unreasonable to be like the drummer plays guitar. Yeah, <laughs> you can't do that. Uh, uh, but that song, that song ripped. And then like, uh, um. Dementos, John. The video. Oh, was it? Someone help me. Mentos, John. The, the, the video was like a Mentos commercial. Oh. Was it Learn to Fly? No. Monkey Wrench. Uh, Monkey Wrench is great. I love Monkey Wrench. But that's my point: is that he just kept putting out yeah. great songs, and it was crazy because it was like, and this is gonna sound like debatable or fucked up or whatever, but. I think if Dave Grohl doesn't go on to stardom, Kurt Cobain is more um, remembered, I guess, in a sense. I mean, we all, like us younger folks, or older folks, wow, yeah, we're (laughs) very young. Us older folks, we'll always remember Kurt Cobain, but like the younger folks, they only know the Foo Fighters. Right. Uh, I feel like Nirvana lives on. Yeah. I don't I don't think Nirvana <clears throat> does live on. It is funny that like he he refuses and I respect it um because they are their own entity and I, I and they would he would never put that on the other guys. He he won't play Nirvana songs ever. And um I think that's the right thing to do. Yeah, no, yeah. I've, I I yeah, have yeah. no beef with that at all. Um he also shout out to one of the greatest bands that I've ever seen perform live. Uh, and one of my favorite comedy movies of all time. He also plays drums for, and is the devil for Tenacious, Tenacious D. D yep. Yep. He also other albums. He plays the drums, or at least their first couple. If if you're a Ghost fan, he also plays drums on a Ghost record. I will not tell you which one, but you can go on YouTube and see him play live with a Ghost, and it's pretty amazing. Hmm. And you just kind of know it's him. Like he's wearing the mask, but like he's doing the big Dave Grohl drum actions, and you're like, that's fucking Dave Grohl back mm-hmm. there. Um. Yeah. I mean, he's a musician's musician. He doesn't give a fuck. He plays with whoever. He plays with the broken leg. Him and Lemmy did a bunch of great shit with um, Josh uh, Home 
from mm-hmm. Queens of the Stone Age called Probot. Like, so that much That tour he did stuff. with the broken leg was awesome. Yeah. The man's just... I was there for the Philly show. He had this huge throne. Yeah. It was, like the, it was awesome. Yeah. He's just a, he's a guy that just wants to play music, and that's great, and it's awesome, and you don't see it a lot, um, you know. My last thing about Dave Grohl, if any, I don't I don't know if you guys have listened to it, or if the listeners haven't checked it out, you need to check out. Um, just search Dave Grohl on on Spotify, and there's a track. It's called like Play, just called like Play Twenty or something like that, and it's a twenty minute instrumental track where he record he recorded every single. Uh, instrument but I heard him talking about it and he he wanted every instrument to be recorded for the whole 20 minutes so if he fucked up at like 19 minutes and 30 seconds on guitar or drums or whatever he had to go back and start from the beginning damn which is just like that's like like you said the musician's musician you know the like I said the man that kept he's kept rock and roll yeah yeah, I agree he's dedicated and he loves it and he's and he's not he's not like a, he's down to earth it seems when i mean i've never met him but when i see him interviewed he just seems like a guy that just loves music yeah. i mean he's been in it since the early i mean probably the mid 80s honestly but like yeah. yeah when you when you hit mega stardom in a band that you never thought was going to leave seattle i mean yeah anything you do after that it's just like yeah it's a bonus <laughs> good for me he really does have the whole genre on his shoulders. I, I mean, I can't like what else is even going on in rock. Nothing. It's him. All I care about is what he's doing. And it, the thing is, like, oh God, we have a list we're gonna do, but <laughs> we got all about Dave Grohl. But like, he just doesn't care who you are. If you're a good musician, play with me. Let's do something. Man. Like he did a goddamn Christmas record with Lemmy. Like, <laughs> who? What? <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love Dave Grohl. Uh, I love just his whole attitude towards rock and roll. It's amazing. And like I said, there's kids out there that they don't know anything other than Foo Fighters, Dave Grohl. And they're just like, oh, this guy's pretty awesome. He wrote a... I don't even know what a new Foo Fighters song is. <laughs> uh, Waiting on a War is a new song off their newest album. I'm Are sure it's. Good? I'm sure it's great. Good. It's all right. I mean, I don't need to get into an album review, but. <laughs> and it's not just a, like. <laughs> it was a COVID nine song album. So, man. He, uh, it, it kind of passes down. Like Taylor Hawkins, his drummer, is like, oh, well, I'm just going to play drums on this Coheed record. Yeah. Like, it, it's just, it's it's a contagious thing. Pat Smear, like we were talking about earlier, you know, he was like, I'm out of the band. Well, guess who's back in the band? Pat Smear. <laughs> Vinny? All right. Let's see. News. I know you're very excited, but I have one bit of news, and it's a, it's a big one, so I, I, that's all I got. Let me start with Shudder. Two things that I'm excited about. Near Dark just dropped on there. Bill Paxton. That is big, big news for me, because that's I've been trying to watch this movie for a very long time. Um, I'm a Bill Paxton fanatic, so... Yeah, Bill Paxton, uh, and it looks like maybe Daylight Vampires. I'm not even sure what it's about. I have no idea. It's one of those Johns. It's uh, always talked about. It's like yeah, one of those hidden it's gems. It's been like impossible to find yeah. for years. So it just dropped on Shutter. That's great, great work out of Shutter. I will be watching that ASAP. 
Definitely before the next recording. Or we could actually just do a watch us or die out of it. That's what we should we do. We should. Yeah, you're right. Pete, you know about Near Dark? No. But I'd love to I'd love to uh call in for a watch us or die. Yeah. It's just like this little eighties vampire gem. With Bill Paxton. With Bill Paxton. Yeah. And I, I, I apparently can't. it's awesome. It's just you can't get it anywhere. I'm sure there might be one that I can't think of, but I, I mean I watch anything with Bill Paxton. Like, what has he done? I mean, he's more or less a character actor. He's oh, he's been a, a leading he's a god of character but, but, acting, though. But like, has he ever done anything that's bad? Like, straight up bad? No, because whatever he's, I in, know you don't. I know Vinny hates Helen Hunt. I hate but, Helen Hunt. <laughs> but Twister is still great. It does. It, that's what I, and I get. What you're saying because like, it doesn't matter. Twister he makes good, it better. Yeah, he is such a. It, oh my god, this is gonna sound so weird. He's a glowing face. He is Bill Paxton. Like you, you see your, you see Bill Paxton. You're like, oh my god, Bill Paxton's in this, and you automatically give the the, the movie ten more points. Yeah. Mortuary. I could have cared less about the movie. Bill Paxton shows up. I'm in it. And it's a shame because Twister would probably be like a huge talked about hit if it wasn't for that bitch Helen Hunt. <laughs> Was, uh, she, I mean, she was like top billed actress at the time. Ugh, horrible. And, and I, I can't even think of an actress of that age that's supposed to be an ex-wife of Bill Paxton that you that is a competitor. I mean, maybe like Holly Hunter. Like to me, more. That'd be now cool. she was too young then. To me, more. She's a seductress. Don't, yeah, yeah. Don't throw her in this. She was busy taking her. Don't make me do my striptease. Don't make me do my Michael Douglas. <laughs> um. Yeah, but Twitch is a great movie, and Should Bill Paxton was awesome in it. Should I do my Michael Douglas? Yeah, let me say it. From Disclosure? <laughs> From Disclosure. I don't want to do it. Well, now we're waiting. This is worse than me pl- saying the R word. <laughs> I can do my Bane if you do that. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know. It's fucking terrible. Um. Anyway, what the hell are we talking about? How to get into Hell and Hunt and Twister? Oh, oh Bill Paxton, Near Dark. So, um, also in Shudder, not really... News or anything, but there's this new one called uh, Sun that's supposed to be uh, like a Christian guilt type horror movie. Okay. That always, there's always got me. It's getting really good reviews. What's it called? Sun. Oh, I haven't seen that. Yeah. I haven't even it just I haven't dropped that. I think it dropped yeah. like today or yesterday. Very recent. So, but it's getting good good feedback. Um, Shutter's on fire. <laughs> they really are. They are. They're now, the, the, the one review that I discovered. Or I, I just the first thing I read about Sun, the guy was writing that like Shutter originals never had a miss. They're all perfect. Uh, like, that's, a little, that's a little much. Yeah. I haven't but, watched one that I didn't like though. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I haven't watched one where I was like I turned off or was angry like. And like all, I said, I've been I've been skeptical about the Shutter originals. So. See, but I've also watched like the Shutter original Creep Show and like been not impressed with that. I like. I mean, it's 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 campy and cheesy. It's meant to be. I don't know. The 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 uh, like the holiday ones, like the specials. Yeah. Mm, I've seen a couple of them, just not enchanted with. <laughs> well, the stuff outside of the creep show, though, like the actual originals. Oh, Blood Vessel was fun. I yeah, liked yeah. Blood Vessel a lot. Um, we're definitely gonna have Good Brother Shane on here and do like a whole rundown of shutter originals which i got to catch up on um 
But for the most part, the ideas are good. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, this. Some of them may not may not have had the means or the budget to execute on their ideas to the fullest, but I like them all. Yeah, I think it's it's probably the greatest streaming service to come out in the last ten years, and I'm Definitely not bu- I'm not bullshit because even in the, in the beginning, Shutter was still awesome, but they were just showing like old stuff, yeah. and as soon as AMC bought them, what you would think could that, that could have yeah. gone one of two Fucked ways, them up. been a yeah. disaster. Or gave them the budget they needed to make stuff happen. And good on AMC for letting them do what they want oh, yeah. and make stuff happen. I mean, they're getting fun movies, a lot of old shit, some new shit. Uh, we did Skull, The Mask on here. Like, that's straight out of Portugal, brand new. Uh, yeah, they're exposing, like, young horror fans, international yep. horror. Like, that's, the, that's all The originals they're doing. It, they're the greatest thing that happened to horror in the last 25 years. Easily. Agreed. Um, well, I, uh, of, of as many times as I've posted that I was on here and just, uh, otherwise encourage people to listen to you guys, at least one of my friends, uh, Sean has, uh, become another, uh, fan of the show and has, uh, since subscribed to Shudder, so. Oh yeah, you know, good. We have another. We'll have a, we'll have a lot of catching up. That's awesome. Uh, Shutter owes us some money now. Point huh? <laughs> zero five cents. <laughs> Excellent. Um, before we continue the news, but this is kind of off topic. I have one beer news thing. I don't know if you guys saw the great. I think we've drank them on the show. Other Half Brewing Company is officially moving into the Goose Island spot downtown. And oh, that that's is, awesome. That is awesome. That's news. great news. It's a great yeah. spot, too. Great spot. Mm. Um, other half is just doing great things with beer. I love that I just, like, five or six years ago, it was one of our trips to go visit Kyle. I got there before you guys, and I was just, like, standing in Brooklyn waiting for you guys. Like, oh, I'll just brew or uh, Google breweries near me and stumbled into other half, and the beer was amazing. That place was jumping, mm. and now it's, like, huge. Coming to Philly, I am very much excited. It's a big them. jump for them, though. That's a big. It's a big space in a in a uh, popular area. But I'm excited. Wonderful. It is a big space. Get that Huge big space. outside. Yeah. It's very nice. They're shooting the open uh, end of the year, mm. which is a quick turnaround. I don't, I don't know if they're going to pull that off, but yeah. it's a lot. My only news is um, a R.I.P. to Richard. Dickie Donner, uh, Richard Donner, the director, passed away the other day, or yesterday, 91 years old. Uh, He is responsible for six Twilight Zone episodes, three Tales from the Crypts. He did all the Lethal Weapon movies, which Mm -hmm. will, I'm sure, factor into Vinny's list tonight. He did Superman, The Goonies, um, God, The Toy with Richard Pryor, The Omen. I wonder what that does to Lethal Weapon 5, because he was in some way involved in that. I don't know. And then my favorite, the greatest Christmas movie of all time, Scrooged. Um, then he wrote a bunch of like action comics. He was very involved in the Superman franchise, but... 
just a great director all around. I mean, yeah. he he was awesome. Innovative stuff. That he yeah, did. a lot of a lot of horror comedy was was kind of up his alley. Um, Spinal Tap, I believe. Oh no, nah, I don't think so. Is that not Richard Donner? It, uh, he may have been involved. It was, I believe it was directed by um, Rob Reiner. Reiner, yeah. Okay. Um, but anyway, yeah, uh, big loss to the. The, the the community in general. I mean, this was a guy that. I mean, well, he was ninety one, so you know, he lived life. Oh, yeah, I, he, he was a he was a great friend of Mill Brooks. I know that. Um, but he was super responsible for a lot of, you know, what we do, why we're here. Uh, I'm a huge Twilight Zone fan. Tales from the Crypt. Come on. Yep. Like. All four lethal weapons. That is Vinny's bread and butter. <laughs> Those are my jobs. You know, Superman. Um, Diplomatic immunity. <laughs> Richard, I think Richard Donner actually is one of the first directors where I heard that it was like Superman 2 where he directed the whole movie and they were like, we don't like this. We're going to have to reshoot it. And then you had the Richard Donner cut. It's one of like the, spur- the, the first special editions that I remember like being like, I need to find this. I need to find the mm. Richard Donner cup. Mm. Um, and the toy was a Richard Pryor movie that I was in love with. <laughs> Just me. Goonies. Movie. Goonies. Come on. Goonies is a childhood classic. And an adult classic. But uh, yeah, RIP to him, you know. Agreed. Peter? Uh, the only two things I had jotted down uh, that I wanted to talk about to jump on... Uh, Jeff's music pick earlier, I, d- I discovered a cover album, uh, a, co- a multi-artist cover album of Black Sabbath's Volume 4, which is um, actually the first CD I ever bought with my own money from Siren Records in Doylestown. I went in there, and I knew about Black Sabbath. I had listened to Ozzy because my brother had Ozzy tapes. I went up to this guy with giant sideburns, and I was like a fucking 10-year-old kid, and was like, uh, Black Sabbath? And he gave me Black Sabbath uh, Volume 4, which is the cover people might recognize as. Uh, it's yellow with Ozzy on the cover, uh, just singing it to the microphone. Anyway, the album is uh, a bunch of uh, current uh, stoner metal, doom metal all bands that are directly influenced by Black Sabbath um, doing that whole album, and it's really, really awesome. And uh, uh, I encourage everyone to listen to that. It's called Volume 4 Redux. It's on Spotify. And the other thing is I just want to say I watched uh, Fear Street, the R.L. Stein-inspired, uh, the first part, part, of, uh, part one of three on Netflix – it was pretty cool. It, it's very '90s. It uh, it like in the first five minutes you hear songs by Nine Inch Nails, Machine Head, Garbage, and Cypress Hill. Wow. So you're just like they're like the most generic songs you hear, but just like immediately threw me back. I'm like, all right, yeah. it's '96. It's, it's, like it's '96. That's, you know? that's four good calls. So, and 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 there's also there's Iron Maiden song. There's a bunch of other stuff. So, um. I'm not going to get into like a, a review or anything, but uh, I thought it was worthwhile. And there's two other parts, one of which 
is trailered at the end of the first one that looks even better. Uh, it's like an eighty, it looks like an eighties slasher. Uh, yeah, that trailer is getting good so, reviews. Yeah. The movie is uh, getting good reviews. If you're looking for horror and you're in your own Netflix account, you don't want to go searching for much. Uh, check out Fear Street. Dope. I feel like I didn't do my due diligence as a horror podcast host and didn't watch that before it was recorded. It's only been every week. Dude, yeah, I everyone, been everyone's so, talking about it. I've been so off Netflix for the last year. There's still good stuff on there. No, I'm not saying there's not, but I've just been so engulfed in like Pluto and Shutter, and you know how I get this mm-hmm. old house. Like this old I house. just, I just fall <laughs> into shit. Shout uh, out to this old house. You know, for all the uh, Stranger Things fans out there that are probably mad hyped for like the new season, I'm like, yeah, I've seen the first three episodes. Cool. <laughs> um, on the remake front. Want to get into a little bit? There's been a few announcements. We have uh, Jeff's boy, possible cousin, Jason Blum, uh, doing a Exorcist remake. Yeah, I saw that. Reboot, was, reboot. They I'm were sorry. very excited to say they were involved in that, and I was like, "Why would you uh, say that?" So <laughs> very skeptical, but I do like how Jason Blum is having the confidence in saying. Or the and the and the and the know-how that we got. We know this is going to piss off fans, but we have the full expectation that we're going to piss off fans. But they're going to leave the theater smiling. Yeah, he knows they're going to piss off fans because they've been doing it for the last twenty years. You like the Halloween reboot? Yeah, it was fine until they were like, "We're making a sequel." <laughs> Dude, did you see the trailer for the sequel? Yeah, I did, and I'm kind of excited. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> you see the trailer for a sequel, Pete? Yeah, uh, I watched the first like thirty seconds of it. That's and, all I need to see, <laughs> and then I shut it off because I I looked. At it the, shows a lot. I like the, too much. The, I looked at the at the timer, bandwidth, whatever, and I was like, oh, it's there's like, two more minutes of this trailer, and I just know it's going to show me more than they showed. They showed too much, but man, did that yeah. get me stoked! All right, well, fine. So don't be excited for the Exorcist. I'm going to go in hoping for something out of that. Um, you know what's getting remade? What? The Toxic Avenger. Yes. Actually, I didn't the have Peter him. Dinklage, right? Yeah. yeah. Peter Dinklage, Elijah Wood. Yeah. Very, very highly regarded. Also, a Blumhouse joint. Dude, Not excited. Blumhouse is just... They just got the monies. Yeah, but... I don't know, man. Like, if, if they do it right, just leave them alone. I feel like... You know what I feel like is all these companies and, and, and these movie um, producers and shit, they know they're like, everyone that was a fan of this is now in their late 30s. And we can make it for all these young kids who don't know any better. No, yeah. no, no, no. But that's the, well, that's what Blum is going out of his way of saying. He's trying to capture both the old school fans that love the original franchise while also making it entertaining for the younger generation that may not even know anything about their franchise or seen any of the movies. That's a hard balance to pull off, but that he's going for it, I respect that. And he, he it's only one sample, but I think he nailed it in Halloween. Like that was I liked Halloween. That was not fun. Gonna lie. I had a great time with not that movie. Lie. And I and I always I tell you my my stance on that first movie aggressively. I love the fact that he made Jamie Lee not a target just circumstance yeah. she just happened to be there uh, i love that 
but now you're going to sequels. I don't know. I I got nothing but confidence for right. it. It won't be bad. I don't think it'll be yeah. bad, but it's gonna. It's whether or not they're gonna, gonna try like, and drag it out again and again. Yeah, and it's or if gonna, they're just gonna make this is a sequel. Well, there already there's already a third one. Yeah, the on. third one okay. is already filmed, right? No, I don't think so. No, they didn't do it back. back. Uh, Tarek didn't go down okay. yet. But it was uh it, it it's not that uh um it's gonna be bad. It's that it's gonna open me up to just criticize it. Well, I, you, you can't just criticize it because you're anti Blum. No, I'm not. But I'm saying that first one was so good that but you're like, going in with high well, expectations, right? And then why try and push it? it sucks. But I, I like the direction because it's kind of like a ode to uh, Halloween Four. That was, looks like the main premise of this one's going to be that Jamie Lee Curtis forms a mob to go after Michael. Like Michael's the one being hunted in this movie, hmm. and he's just going to tear shit up. That'd be interesting. All right. Well, also in remakes, we got um, from Shout Factory Studios, which will be hitting sci-fi, a Slumber Party Massacre remake. Yeah, not stoked about that. I don't know. Could be good. I love calling it a modern reimagining. All right. I saw that, but I love the first two Slumber Party Massacres. They're so fun. But seeing a modern day driller killer, that's kind of... I mean, it could be fun. I I mean, I don't know. I got... Again, I'm feeling optimistic. Anything could be fun. <laughs> I'm also feeling optimistic about the Aliens TV show coming out. Pardon? Yeah. I, I haven't heard about this at all. This is interesting because the concept is going to be much more of a uh, open world concept. Like the uh, the creator was saying, we've seen... Alien a couple times where they're trapped on a spaceship with the alien. We've seen them where they're trapped in a prison. Um, this is going to be on Earth, open world, and you have that whole thing. Oh, I guess almost like a zombie outbreak where the aliens have free reign to spread much more rapidly, and um, it's going to be a lot more focused on Wayland and um, corporations and greed and all that. It sounds sounds promising. Hmm. I forget what channel is going to be. I want to say. Oh, FX, FX, which is a promising network because they've put out plenty of good stuff. All right, on. Um, there's a lot of remake news this week. I felt yeah, like. there's a lot of remakes, which uh, normally I would poo-poo, but <laughs> poo-poo. But these uh, sound interesting and different. Um, breaking is our. Uh, Pardon, snorting. Uh, <laughs> our buddy Andre Gower had a heart attack over the weekend. Uh, I mean, could use your help on the uh, medical bill front. Andre Gower from the Monster Squad. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, this is very recent news, uh, like just in the last couple hours. But anyway, if you're a Monster Squad fan, uh, they're doing a GoFundMe for his medical bills. Uh, me and Vinny met him over the first like Mahoney weekend in the rain. It yeah. sucked. Uh, great sport. Super fun. Um, bummed to hear about it. Yeah, that's wild. Just came in through my phone right now. That's why. Hmm. Shit. 
Um, sorry, sorry to bring the show down. <laughs> well, it's the top of the second. The Phillies are up for nothing. Mm. Doctor Love, how you feeling? Fantastic. <laughs> Did the Sixers win? <laughs> God Don't damn it! Too soon. God damn it! I'm sorry. Too soon. All right, well, that's all I have for news. Wonderful. I'm um uh, I'm a little bit antsy to get into this. So am I. This is a big list. And if this buckle point, up, people. And if at this point you're still hanging on this, yeah, we show. uh we had some stuff to get into before yeah. this list, but I don't want. I like to think people. I would like to PS this with. I didn't want to get into anything. I wanted to go right into the list. Yeah, but look all this stuff we had to talk about. I know. How else are we going to get this stuff out of the As Even if that was planned, that never would have worked. Yeah. I think I want to say this is completely off the top of my head. People in this region of Southeast PA, I know we have other listeners outside of Southeast PA, but on average have a 30 to 40 minute commute to work. So they can just break up their commutes with our rambling. And then you're going to need, if it's a 30 to 40 minute commute, I would imagine you're going to need two commutes to hear this list. So we're just, you know, spreading it out for you. Also, there's a lot of bass in our voices. So if you're a lady, you know, turn that shit up. What? You ever saw a fucking private no, I, I know, but that was, just, <laughs> that was weird and random. <sighs> you're the worst. Pete Janet, knows that I'm talking Janet about. Jenna Jameson. Yes, thank you. Anywho, tonight's list... We, we did. did it once before. We're doing it again. We're going back to the action genre, except this time it's 1980. The golden era. In a world. <laughs> that's right. So. I guess that's more 90s. This was uh, a big Vinnie Pete thing. I'm here. I'm going to throw well, my two cents in, but I think you guys. Are either way, we were going to do. No, no doubt, no like, doubt. But what I'm saying, the voting out to the audience, 90s or 80s. Yeah, and they pick 90s. Yeah. So, but what I'm saying is, for this one, I think you guys are gonna have a lot of shit that I was like, eh, no, because I go the weird route. But well, you're a 70s guy. Well, I'm a 70s, 90s guy. Yeah, I am. I'm this weird when it comes to action movies, for sure. You're yeah. Right. Yeah, I'm a 70s like 90s guy. Um. But as always, we gotta, we gotta get, we're doing a what top twelve? Oh shit, producer dude, trivia ready? I can do my job. He does. Yeah. He knows. Uh, we're doing top. just because I sit over here on my cell phone for <laughs> three quarters of your show doesn't mean I'm not paying attention to stuff like that. So we're gonna get to the top twelve action movies of the 1980s. Doctor Love. We got. We got to break it down, right? All right, boys. So here is the. Hang on, let me write down this time. Thanks, Aaron Nola, for no run so far. Um. Anyway, second inning. Now they're gonna lose. <laughs> second inning. So. Pete came up with our little uh, mind game here with our numbers and how it's gonna work. So there's twelve. There's gonna be twelve picks tonight. Uh. So whoever wins or chooses number the number one pick. They are going to have the 10, 7, 4, and 1. Whoever gets money in the bank is going to have 12, 9, 6, and 3. And then whoever the big fat loser is tonight gets 11, 8, 5, and 2. Everybody agree? Yeah, I dig that. Okay. I'm into it. All right. And don't worry. I'll write all your names down so you all know where you are, okay? All right. 
trivia question. First one. So is this 80s, 80s, is this 80s, 80s themed trivia. Like pop culture? Uh, kind of. Yeah, I think so. Right. Uh, first one should be an easy one. What is E.T.'s favorite candy? Reese's Cups? Uh, close. Mars <sighs> Bar. Reese's Pieces. Pete got it. Oh. <sighs> Reese's Pieces. God damn it. Yeah, Reese's Pieces was the answer. So that was a fairly easy one. Jeff, good job, though. Uh, so Pete, number one, money in the bank, or would you like to let somebody else take them? Um, I want number one. All right. Ooh. And I'm going to hope that my number one isn't picked. All right. So Pete. I think we're on the same. Pete is going to start at number 10. I don't think we are. No? All right. I think we have a similar list, but my, uh. I don't know that my number one is anyone else's number one. All right. So, Pete, you're going to be 10, 7, 4, and 1. Mm -hmm. All right. Next question. This is for Vinny and Jeff. Which 80s movie was the first to become a hit largely due to MTV? The Goonies. No. Largely due to MTV. Largely due to MTV. So, uh, although the movie was not a musical, the songs in the movie were presented as if they were music videos. Grease. No. Oh, Goonies is a good call, but it's not the Goonies. I don't know. Um, this movie became a hit because of its of of its the first movie to effectively exploit the popularity of the launch of MTV and music videos. Flashdance. Got it. Vinny got it. Flashdance. What? Look at that. Oh. See, they even give me hints for you guys, too. I love yeah. this site. Why can't the, you? The, your the horror hints, trivia doesn't do that for you. The me. hints are required. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so Flashdance was the answer. So, Vinny, you taking money in the bank, or you yes, got to let yes, Jeff have money it? in the bank. All right, so, Vinny, you start uh, tonight uh, because you'll have number 12. You will have then number 9, number 6, and number 2. Got it? Did you write that down? Yeah, um... Twelve nine six two. All right, and Jeff, that leaves you with eleven, eight, five, and three. Mm. So mm. I can do a lot of damage. Uh, it is the texting method. So Vinny, so you are going to be up tough, first, please. sir. I have a number twelve movie, but I'm wondering if one of you guys is going to have it higher because I feel like it has well, to. Well, it doesn't matter now. Pull no, it, it does out. matter because I I'm was. My number 12 and number 11, like, I'm not going to use my number 11 and number 9. Like, they're both, like, you scared bitch. This is, this is uh, I, I, re I remember this from the last time. This is what I didn't like about picking first. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of pressure. All right. I'm going to go with one just because of, I won't be able to play it any, any other time. And if I do, you guys yeah, will just. Your list is your list until you're there, and then you got to move things around. It's like being president of the United States. Controlling the military. <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> get off my plane. Look at your phone. Are you yelling at me, Jeff? No, I'm, look I'm yelling at him. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, so Vinny's number 12 pick. Above the Law, 1988. Ah, uh, Seagal. Well, Seagal. At least it's at 12. Listen, uh. this is Seagal's first movie. Oh, wow, is it? <laughs> and I don't know if you realize, Seagal's first movie, 1988, also came out my birth year. Wow. And that's how you become a Seagal fan. You guys don't like this movie? I don't like Steven Seagal. <laughs> At all? No, me neither. Really? Because he, he kicks ass in this. Nico? Battle-hardened 
special operative in the military. Now he's a New York City cop. Nope. Crickets. Nobody cares. Crickets. <laughs> I'm going to DQ myself. You are uh, the I thought we at least be able to talk Seagal about guy. His, his martial arts in this. He kicks ass. He's flipping he guys. He doesn't know martial yes, arts. Yes, he does. Hey, oh, my hey, God. He was hey. flipping guys all over the place, breaking arms. Great one-liners. It's the birth of Seagal. I don't understand how you guys don't appreciate it. Producer, do you have any... I, I don't know this movie. Yeah, but I do want to ask Jeff, so you created this pick feed, but yeah, wouldn't that let that. everybody see what no, your yeah, pick I'm was? Not using that. Yeah, I was you have to do it individually. individually. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Jeff, you had a few to drink. Well, I, was, I wasn't going to look <laughs> at them. I was just <laughs> sure. I was thinking it was all right. Cool. Anyway. Well, uh, Vinny, I don't even know I don't even know if I should is. revoke my own pick because no, I thought we were going to like talk about it. That is not allowed. I don't want to DQ you because I know that you're passionate about Seagal. And I hope deep in my heart that this is the only one on your list. Well, it is. This is 88. It's his first movie. Well, you deserve to get what you want here at Pick 12. <laughs> I just wanted to talk about the movie, though. Talk and, about it. Well, with you guys. Oh, I've got nothing to say. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess that's Pick 12. Oh, well. <laughs> you, wanted a quick, you wanted a quick list. No, t- talk more about it. What, what, what do you like about it? T- talk about like your favorite parts. Seagal's. Awesome martial arts moves. What's your favorite scene? Flipping people, breaking arms. In the, um, there's like this weird backroom bar. Seagal just rolls in there and that, you know, this typical Seagal thing. They're all tough guys and he beats the shit out of them until he gets the answers that he wants. This is Seagal. <laughs> we need to get uh, Rob Vanner on this, on this so you guys could have a, like a Seagal episode. Seagal and Creed. Seagal. Seagal. The band creates? Seagal and my own prison. Yeah. Uh, Pete had to endure many work shifts of me and our dishwasher, Vanner, singing Creed very loudly. And uh, not even just Guns N' Roses, Guns N' Roses' Chinese Democracy album, (laughs) singing very loudly and having lightsaber fights with spatulas. Pete had to deal with a lot. Anyway. I don't know what to say. I guess Nico's out. Vinny loves Steven Seagal, and I appreciate his passion because somebody who's that passionate about anything deserves to have their pick on the list. I wasn't going to argue it. My biggest concern, and I even mentioned this to Sean when he was asking me about, I I wouldn't tell him my list, but I was like, I know Vinny's going to have Seagal somewhere on this list, and I... Yeah, I mean, you guys are lucky he only had one movie in the 80s. Well, you only got one Seagal on the 90s list, too. You got Under Siege on there, right? Yeah. I mean, Under Siege, good. How many, were on your, how many were on your 90s list, do you remember? Three. <laughs> <laughs> of what, ten? <laughs> All right, Jeff, Jeff's up. You can't oh, argue gosh. Under Siege. Next! <laughs> I don't like it, but... Whatever. I don't have your pick, sir. I know. Oh, okay. I thought you sent it to me and it didn't go through. No. I was freaked out as my story. Still manager. very upset about Vinny's goddamn. Why? Listen, what if you come over and we just we just binge a bunch of Seagal movies? Maybe you'll change your mind. But like, how can you be so passionate? Because of films like Above the Law, Mark for Death, <laughs> Fire Down Below, Under Siege. <laughs> what are we at? Eleven. Yep. <laughs> It's your first pick. You lost count already? No. <laughs> he just had to look at his list. I'm just 
I'm concerned about Vinny's love for Seagal. It's what's the um, Tom Clancy movie with uh, Kurt Russell? Um, you know what I'm talking about? Kurt Russell up in the airplane, taking over by hostages. They kill Seagal off in like the first ten minutes. Cried as a child. Cried. Because <laughs> nobody cares about Seagal. <laughs> they kill him in the first ten minutes. He got sucked out of the top of the airplane. It's not even like a noble death. All right, moving on. <laughs> Getting off topic. All right, Jeff's number 11 pick, Toxic Avenger. Can we get to um, real action here? Um, this is going to be an early Money money in the Bank. No. This is not this an is, action movie. It absolutely is. It has some of the most wicked kills. We're not doing horror movies. We're doing action movies. It doesn't matter. It has just wicked kills. It is... Great for the low budge. It is... There's no budget here. Seagal... Spin kicks aside. They're not there. All right. Uh, and, producer, and, this is dumb. I already DQ. No. So we're going to start our arguments. And it is politically incorrect as fuck. You just wanted to... You just wanted to use that DQ because we haven't done it in a while. Oh, yeah, so. but... No, but this is this is the worst pick I've ever heard him do. All right, so... Well, you have money in for the your bank, defense, too. You do have Yeah, but I'm not going to waste money. I don't need to waste it on this. This is dumb. In a few sentences, just tell me how this is even remotely an action movie. Well, he beats the shit out of a bunch of uh, teenagers that are running over uh, kids in their car. He so beating people up. I mean, you could Breakfast Club has that. He rescues a uh, Mexican restaurant while they're getting robbed. Uh huh. It's just ass kicking. Fucking sci-fi shit, man. But there wasn't any asking. You said he said he beat some people up. There was a beating up scene in Breakfast Club. Is that an action movie? No, but he, Producer, he beats up people better this, than this fucking. Does this in any Seagal? way sound like an action movie? I'm reading the synopsis to see. It beats up people way better. Vinny, than what's Seagal? your argument for DQ? It's not an action a- movie. Oh, it's not Steven Seagal. All right. <clears throat> Pete, I'm going to let you weigh it's in on this. It's strictly not an action movie. Like, that, like That's the only argument. I, I need your help. Is it truly more it of a, a horror it's movie? It's an indie, low-budget horror movie. Is like, it a horror movie or an action it. movie? Or could it be kind of both? I don't see it as an action movie, personally. All right, All right Jeff. I uh, wasn't going to start the argument. <clears throat> so, Jeff, you've been DQ'd. Because uh, it, IMDb also has it listed as a horror film. Uh-huh. All right, fine. And Pete, Pete agrees with Vinny. So you've been. DQ'd. I don't. I. I. I wasn't gonna. I wouldn't have said anything. I hate trauma. Yeah. No shit. <laughs> All right. So I. Well, I All right. Hang on. So he, he gets to resubmit one. You no. Know, right? Hang on. Hang on. Wait. I'm gonna go backwards here. So technically, technically, IMDb the first thing that it has it listed as is action then comedy then horror so it was horror originally uh so in their synopsis it talks about a vat of toxic waste and it has the horror genre but they have it listed as action comedy horror so Yeah, but Jeff can't Pete, even describe I know, but how Pete, but it's an Pete, action movie. Pete also he said, said he that it's more people up. It's more of a name, horror movie, Pete. I can name nine romantic comedies where someone gets beat up, but it's not an action movie. I feel like it's if too, the person too, playing it can't three. even describe I, I, an how it's an action movie. Made. I just feel like uh, I, 
we should, if Jeff has more to say, that's, that we could. Look, it, it is a, the best action movies always have something attached to them. They're always horror or sci-fi. There's like five legit action movies. Right? Come on. From especially you still this. haven't said how this is an action movie. I want to hear one way this is an action movie other than beat some people up. I mean, he beats the shit out of him. But that's... What? That's nothing to do with What is a Steven Seagal movie? Are there explosions? Police, military, explosions, gunfights, car chases, you know, action movie stuff. No. There are no car chases in a Steven Seagal movie. Pick another one. You bumming? You bumming me? You bumming me? You've been outnumbered. <clears throat> IMDb does list it as, as three different, but uh, I think it's going to fall towards the horror side. And, and I don't believe that, that uh, Pete is taking Vinny's side. I believe that he honestly He's believes that it's a horror movie. So, All right. 1989. Batman. So, anyone, anyone going to disagree no. before I get in my no, shit? No, I'm, I'm just erasing <laughs> it off my list currently so that uh, I make, because uh, it was on my list. Yeah. So, this is the first thing as for me as a child to see Batman as a, he's an ass kicker, right? Like, but he's got the sweet gadgets. He's got. A weird backstory, because I don't think, like, when I was a kid, the whole Vicky Vale thing was like, what the fuck is happening? I don't I don't understand any of this. But he has the gadgets. Jack Nicholson as the Joker. I'm very annoyed right now that you fucked up my Toxic Avenger pick. This is a much better pick. <sighs> but a lot of awesome set pieces. Um, Tim Burton just kind of doing his gothic dark thing. Uh, Michael Keaton, awesome. And uh, I mean, just some huge explosions. This great fights. It's, it's a good movie. This is an action movie. This has the hand-to-hand combat. It has the explosions. It has the great uh, memorable villain. It has your hero. It has gunfights. Has the bat, the um, Batwing getting shot down with a huge long, oh yes, barreled pistol, the Magnum. Um, this, this has the iconic Batmobile. Yes, one I the iconic with Batmobile. First as a kid, mm-hmm. correct. Uh, I don't remember if it was a McDonald's toy or whatever. I just remember having it. Um, this I also remember, like, this isn't lighthearted, Batman. I mean, I remember like the first time seeing it at a young age, and it came out the year I was born. So I didn't see it until years later when I could process it, maybe five. Um, and it was scary. I mean, Jack Nicholson is scary. Uh, I mean, he's funny, but he's to a kid. He's scary. The whole scene with him falling into the vat. I mean, it's, it's intense. You know, this is, is this PG or PG 13? Uh, definitely PG 13, PG 13. Um, you know, there's no, 
there's I nothing other than other than just like the dark aspects of it and the and the fighting and and stuff. There's nothing that like would turn a kid away. Um, like there's no like gratuitous violence. There's no cursing. But uh, Batman is PG thirteen. But yeah, yeah, I mean it's it's for some reason I thought PG thirteen wasn't in existence. It's then. an intense movie, and I feel like most of that has to do with the the Joker character and him just like relentlessly killing people at his own will. Um, so that's definitely. Like, this is a movie that, you know, my parents showed me in the early 90s that maybe a, a parent wouldn't show a similar movie to their kids now because people are soft. But, um, yeah, but this, great this... movie. Um, late 80s, but, you know, was filmed uh, probably like late 87 or something. You know, it, it definitely has tons of 80s feel to it. Um, and frankly, I wish that we got... Uh, as much as I love, for nostalgic reasons that we talked about on a previous episode, Val Kilmer as Batman and Bruce Wayne, uh, I wish that we had gotten another Michael Keaton in there. That would have been awesome. Uh, because he's sticking on the the cow again. Yeah. And Coming the new, back. The new the Flash. Flash. Oh, nice. Yeah. He's going to be like old man Batman. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Because I don't know... I, I don't want to get into much about it, but like, I, I don't know how I feel about yet another. And I, I think it's not that it's not the guy playing him. It's more just like how, how, how much more can we deal with this? But it, it's money. They're going to keep doing it. But um, the um, the guy from uh, Twilight playing Batman, Robert Pattinson. Yeah, I have faith. I, I mean, I don't think yeah, it, that it's trailer like, it's looked good. Like, he shouldn't be referred to as the guy from Twilight anymore. I just couldn't remember. Well, his he name. should. I didn't mean to. I didn't. I, I and I thought about that as I said it. I just couldn't remember his name. Um, because no, he's a legit actor. He's not. He's done good stuff. Yeah, yeah, he has. He made. He made his. Have, he made his money as a young kid. Good. Good, good on time. Him. Good times. Have you good times. Time good times. Great. Holy yeah, shit. So good. Um, yeah, no, he's a good actor. I, I didn't want to belittle him to the Twilight thing. I just couldn't remember his name off the top of my head. Uh, but I just th- feel like it's more like over overexposure of, of Batman. Like, like, cause I mean, the Christian Bale Batmans were fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, so it's like, you got a lot to go against and to be compared against. I just feel like they could have waited a little bit longer, but then again, DC is constantly re- releasing stuff so it is what it and is. dc's struggling but uh i mean it's going to be the more of the batman detective route rather than the batman we've seen on screen right so yeah i mean i think it'll be do, cool. we, do we do we know who the main villain's gonna be is that uh, been... it's the riddler but oh, okay we don't know we don't know who sure. it's gonna be yeah all right so number 11's in That's... Next one's We're up be to me. Pete at 10. I need to do some thanking. Real what quick. are the chances me and Pete have the same number 10 pick? Mm. Otherwise, I'm going to have to do some sacrificing at 9. I might have to pick something that I have the most to talk about in regards to it. And I feel like this is going to be higher. On, on your guys' list. Uh oh, another DQ coming. But no, no, no. no. Hey, you only get one, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Damn you, it, you're out. Well, I I used it well. 
You really there's a lot of really competition. There's a Jeff. lot of competition where we're talking. Everything that makes this list is an honorable praise. So, sent. Ding. All right. Coming in at number 10, Pete's pick, Roadhouse. Oh. Well. All right. Can I just start off with a quote when somebody first sees Dalton appear at the Double Deuce? I used to fuck guys like you in prison. Oh, my (laughs) God. So, I have the same film at number eight. Okay. So, we're not far off. But it's like... Swayze, Elliot, Terry Funk. Terry Funk. Where the fuck did that come from? Terry fucking Funk, hardcore legend. Same ugly face since early 80s. <laughs> that only got more beat up as more C4 was exploded <laughs> in it. He only looks like he's about 50 at 60 I have. I old. actually have, I'm, I'm, I have some quotes written down here. I have more quotes written down for Sam Elliott's character. I feel like part- I love dude Sam Elliott. I love Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott can do no wrong. I feel this in Tombstone. Part of me feels like this movie was almost like for Sam Elliott, but he was just a little too old to play the part. And they because like he he basically like his character is almost Dalton. You know, it's like yeah, he's he the mentor. He's Dalton's mentor. Yeah. yeah. All right. Roadhouse, nineteen eighty nine. A tough bouncer's hired to tame a dirty bar. The cooler, the best cooler in the business. So, so you you gotta love quintessential '80s single name Dalton, no last name. He's a professional bouncer. This is a career. This is a, sh- a career we don't know much about. Supposedly, we're expected to believe that he travels to fix bars as a bouncer all around the country. Uh, place is called the Double Deuce. Wade Garrett, played by Sam Elliott. Pulls up on his motorcycle, looks at the sign, and he says, the double douche. (laughs) Uh, A couple other lines I have written down here by Sam Elliott's character, Wade Garrett, are uh, (laughs) um, in his intro scene, these guys are beating up Dalton. Patrick Swayze's character and a guy looks at him and says, you want to go dickless? And he says, well, I'm not going to pull out my dick. (laughs) I don't even remember that. Um, One of those characters being beat up is Terry Funk as Morgan. And uh, he's just a hilarious character. I think Dalton says to him at some point. uh, I'm not going to remember. I didn't write it down. He's like the bartender, and he says, well, what am I supposed to do? And he says, well, you could enter a beauty contest or something along those lines. Um, and then the last line I'll drop, which is also from Wade Garrett, Sam Elliott's character, is he looks at a beautiful woman and says, she's entirely too much brains for an ass like that. Uh, uh, I'm sure yeah. these other guys have good things to say about this. It's just, it's just good fun. Patrick Swayze roundhouse kicking and backfisting people. Um, ripping out throats just great just great 80s fun in a slightly less believable fashion of why they're professional bouncers i mean yeah this this movie's a gem like through and through and the 80s-ness to it is just 
Tight pants. Very much, very much the present. Tightest pants you can imagine. Um, this was like this for me. Like fell into like low key into that action genre, only because. Is this on your list? Huh? No. Is, no. Only because it's only hand to hand combat. You don't have like the police gunfire, yeah, the car that. chases, the explosion, but well deserved to be on the list because the hand to hand combat is awesome and Swayze. And it's freaking Roadhouse, and it's it's unbelievable. You got the '80s action one-liners, like it's just too good. And Sam Elliott, um, so absolutely no qualms with this falling in at number ten. Jeffrey, no, I, I agree. It's the shit. Uh, new bouncer in a small town, and the small town boss is like. It's almost unbelievable, like, right? Like, th- this dude is like, Ugh, this bouncer came into town. We're going to fuck his world up. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, okay, or yeah. you can just live your life. <laughs> so this is the other thing, is that the guy who runs the bar doesn't want him there. But why is he working at the bar? It's just... It makes no sense. You're not supposed <laughs> to think too much about this one. And Producer actually, name, Roadhouse Thoughts? Sorry. No, no. Never saw it. Really? Huh. You'd love it. Yeah, it's, it's I thought a lot of fun. I thought you'd be into this one. All the tight pants. Is Nola seriously really doing this? Yeah, we're going to lose the game tonight. It's all right. Oh, wonderful. Anyway. All right. So I'm responsible at number nine, huh? And then when do I come back in? Number six. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm gonna. I should know because I I want this movie to get on the list. Open up the old text messages. Got any comments while I'm typing? No. No, oh, I'm sorry. I, I have no <laughs> idea what, what you're doing. <laughs> sorry, I was watching the got, Phillies. Got very quiet. Yeah. I'm watching. Uh, I started playing on my phone. I thought we were a break. <clears throat> yeah, the, the, the anticipation takes a little longer with the text message. I wonder if you got, I'll get yelled at for this one not being high enough. Um, All right. Or as Jeff would say, low enough. Vinny's yeah, I have no clue. number nine pick Mad Max 2 Road Warrior. Hmm. 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 Interesting. I considered it. Didn't make my list. Yeah, same. Really? <laughs> so this one made my list. Well, Mel Gibson. Awesome. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, this is one of those rare times that I believe the sequel is better than the original. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And also, as far as the action goes, this is some of the best car action ever. With the, the yeah. big rig trucks going against cars, going against motorcycles, driving through the desert, doing crazy flips. And you, like, this is this is 1981. Like, you're not... There's no CGI. You're not faking that. Like, these cars are flipping, and there's stuntmen in there, and they're bashing each other and driving into the side of each other, and you have trucks going against motorcycles. Like, it's... 
I, I guess um, um, I guess choreography isn't the right word, but the way these drivers are handling these cars in the desert and the open road is very impressive and like super action packed. People were injured for sure. <laughs> oh yeah, they, this, they had is, to this be, is right? like because they're also driving. They're not driving like things. With, they're driving like dune buggies and shit. Like, yeah, yeah. Things, like open cages. You know, not a lot of uh, airbags. Um, you know. It gets, uh, as far as story goes, super sci-fi, like, post-apocalyptic weird stuff going on as far as um, gangs and everything and different groups that form super young Mel Gibson. Yeah, Australian Mel Gibson. Australian Mel Gibson. Mm, um, isn't that where he's from? But 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 still a hint of accent, you know. Oh, like, lovely. Not not the uh, racist, uh, anti-Semitic, fun-loving, fun-loving Mel Gibson that we know Mel now. We know. This is one that I just wanted to make on the bottom of the list out of sheer respect for what they did with the time and that kind of like action with cars is super impressive. Yeah, I have a feeling. I mean, I'm only going to say this. I'm not. I'm not remotely DQing you. I'm just saying that uh, based on this one's placement, there's going to be some big movies that might not make this list. Is that what have you expected you to say something else? Mm, this fell in line. I originally had this at 10. Okay. So there, there's probably, I mean, you guys may play it. There's one fairly big movie that may not make the list now, but that was at my number nine. But I, I feel like if the movie I had here, I would have had to argue for it being on the list because okay. um, I guess in a way it could not be considered action. But now, like, I mean, as soon as we get, I feel like, what? As soon as we get into the top six, that's when we're in, like, the nitty-gritty, like, we're talking about, like, the big boys, like, yep. the big boys. Big boys. Big testicles. <laughs> well, where are we at now? Lady cock. We are at eight. Jeff's pick. That's you, I buddy. No, it's terrible. Because I feel like anything I pick now, you guys are just going to shit on. As long as you don't do trauma. Uh, but trauma is. Trauma makes movies. <laughs> like, just because you don't like them. You didn't pick an action movie. Are we it was the Toxic movie? Avenger. Not an action movie. Yeah. Hey, listen, have you ever seen the Toxic hey, Avenger? Hey, yes. Hey, you no, had you your, haven't. You yes, had I your chance. Have. You had your chance. Listeners, hit the comment boards. You had your chance. Not an action movie. You had your chance. I hate your face. Number eight. You know who would poo-poo that? Because now I have utmost respect for her movie-watching game because she saw Cruel Jaws before any of us. Pockets would be like, what are you doing picking Toxic Avenger on an action movie list? That's what what would happen there. Vinny, can I ask you a question? Uh, Are you growing a mustache? Nah, it's. I think you should. I can't. It's grow- no, it's growing in. I see. It's it- no. It looks like dirt. That, on my that's lip. about no, three you gotta weeks keep old. Growing. You gotta keep it looks growing. like dirt on my lip. No, no, no. It's just not long enough. Yeah. You gotta keep right. growing it. Uh, I tried. It just gets, this looks more and more I like think dirt. You need to do it. Number eight pick. This one is Jeff. Red Dawn. Ooh. All right. Thank you. God damn. <laughs> I was afraid you were just gonna be shitting all over me. Like, yeah, I can't. Number Swayze, yeah. right? Yeah. How do you know? Swayze in the Brat Pack? Yeah. God How do you damn. DQ Red Dawn? I don't, I don't know. know. I, I'm I mean, arguing what I make. I, I feel like you would have a, a reason. Ah, <laughs> oh, goddamn. So, Red Dawn. It's a 
1980s world. That is not quite what you think it is. Communism. Yeah. Anyway. It's the, the devil. What is it? Like half of America gets uh, raided by Cuba and Russia and whoever else. All at the same time. Yeah. And somehow the movie takes place in Colorado. Seems yeah. Like that is weird. Spot. You think it would be like a bordering. Yeah. Whatever. Colorado. Like in the middle of I think of it was the... because they were driven in from the border. In Colorado. No, like they're a... in Colorado. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's not like they get driven to Colorado. Like they live in Colorado. But, I mean, you know, you get the Brat Pack. It's like Swayze, Sheen, um, the other dude. <laughs> yeah. There's a whole bunch of them. I can't remember the names. Not um, Sheen's a standout. Not Rob Lowe, but the other one. Yeah. But it's a great movie. Um, excuse me as I move. There is... It's like a, a whole bunch of like guerrilla warfare. You, you know, it's crazy on top of that. But it's the first PG-13 movie in the United States. Right, because PG-13 didn't, didn't, what, didn't come out till this mm-hmm. year, right? Mm-hmm. 1980, so, what, three, four? Um, I should have wrote the year. But it, it's a big deal because of that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just like they, uh, theorize this world war three thing and they do, um, yeah, we won the war because of all these young kids that were just willing to throw their lives on the line and jump out and do whatever it took. Um, but yeah. Super fun movie. There's a remake that is uh, not good. I not so good. Watching it, I'm yeah. surprised actually because it's featuring um, Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, as I'm surprised Swayze. he survived. Like it, I think it came out pre-Thor, or maybe it was right after Thor. It was right after Thor. Okay, yeah. so he had Thor to go for him. But if this has come out pre-Thor, he may pro- he probably wouldn't have ended up being Thor because the movie got bad ratings. 1984. Hmm. Right, eighty four was the first year for PG thirteen. Yeah, for me this was a weird movie because it was like um, as I'm watching it, it's so oh, what's the word? It's so low key. Like you're watching everything unfold. It's not like you're like, all right, these these kids are gonna go fuck shit up. You're like, oh, I'm watching. Kids are doing their thing, and I hope they do it. Oh, they're doing that. <laughs> that is in the bathroom. Yeah, it's a bunch of high school kids, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, it's been a while since I've watched it. It's high school kids. Do they have? Is there like a teacher character that's like? Uh, yeah. Um, he's like the the one that leads them into all the bullshit. Uh, I don't even remember his name, but yeah, he's he's the one they they get to, and he's the <laughs> goddamn communists trying to steal our freedom. Um, all right, it's kind of like off. It, it doesn't make sense as a child, but 
I always got this and toy soldiers confused as a kid. I would like in my brain mix them up. That seems kind of difficult, but why? Toy soldiers is toys. No, no, you, you understand me? Toy soldiers. Yeah. Came out in like 96, 97. No, that's small soldiers. Toy oh, soldiers. Toy soldiers. Oh, it's no, about, okay. um, it's that movie. It's, <laughs> it's similar to small soldiers. Uh, <laughs> that'd no, be, that'd be, I've never seen, that would be maybe that's special. a good movie too. I've never seen Toy I love Soldiers. love Tommy Lee Jones. I've never seen Toy Soldiers. No. Um, you never seen that? It's good. Jeff, have you seen it? Came out like the same era as this. Yeah. Yeah. So like these kids in a boarding school. Who's the star of that one? Emilio Estevez? There's no, someone it's, big. Um, it's, um, or is it uh, from the Goonies? What's his name? Sean Astin? No, it's... It, ah, I know. So these kids in a, in a boarding school slash military school, terrorists come to take care of the school, and the boys in the school, like the, they're, they're just like teenagers, have to like band together to like fight the terrorists off and take the school back. Okay. That's, that's good stuff. Okay, I can see... With that description, I can see what you mean with... Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm in a pickle. What you pick is going to greatly affect my list. So oh, I'm I, in a pickle because I keep picking movies and then not knowing how to explain them. It's the worst. Well, well these movies, you don't have to do like a plot synopsis. Everyone should know. That's, there's a lot of people and they I'm die a, and that's it. And between two, I got one, two. Gun. I got one, two, three. There's a mutant. Four. I got is a five mop. movies. Producer, what pick are we on? Seven. All right. I'm at seven. I got five movies, <laughs> not including what I have as my number one. I got five movies where I'm like, these have to be on this guy's list. I know. That's what I'm One of which about. I know because Jeff already told us his number one, which I'm not going to spoil, which is um, he's going to have to pick before number one. Um, really? Yeah. Um, all right. Damn. And also be careful because I have the money in the bank somebody. I'm not. Yeah, but you can't number. You can't money number bank one. my number one. So, yeah. and I don't think I don't think anything on my list remaining is money in the bankable. I mean, you could, but I don't see. Well, money I'm in not the letting bank. it go to waste. All right, I'm just gonna go with this because I I watched it as a rewatch for this list. And I'm messaging it to Dr. Love. Bum, 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 bum. I'm really mad my number 12 that isn't going to be on the list. Are you still crying about this? SUV? It's a great movie. All right. This is not. Number seven, Pete's pick, Escape from New York. Oh, very good. Okay. Okay. How's this fall for you guys? It is also my number seven. So. All right. So I have six. All right. I mean, this is a goddamn classic. So this has been talked about before on this podcast. Um, surprise for me. I think that this is the first John Carpenter movie that's been mentioned on this list, but uh, of the three candidates. I think that, uh, or really four candidates, but I think one 
could be higher. We don't need to get it. Yeah, one we, could be lower. We don't need to get assault, into that assault right now. Priestley thirteen wouldn't be any higher than this. But um, one of the things that's that's I love about this movie is that it like it opens comes out in nineteen eighty one, opens nineteen ninety seven, <laughs> and it's it's ninety seven uh, like ninety seven like, is like. You know, half of America is destroyed. New York, all, might as well be all spaceships. of New York City is a prison colony run by, you know, cannibals and underground dwellers and uh, all this stuff. And what happens? President's plane is going down and the president with top secret documents tied to it. Uh, attached to his wrist with a strong English accent. Yeah, a British president here in the United States, played by our loving uh, Doctor Loomis. Um, what's his name? What's Donald his name? Pleasant. Donald Pleasant. Uh, he does a, a decent job of hiding it, but <laughs> not great. We all know. Yeah. So, an intro. I mean, the 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 sheer work that we got out of uh, Kurt Russell in the early 80s. I mean, this 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 movie is coming straight off of my favorite horror movie, The Thing, for Kurt Russell. He had this, a comes, this comes out the next year, and he's used again in Big, Big Trouble in Little China later in the 80s, uh, by, also by John Carpenter. Uh, just, just brilliant. Uh, tons of, like... I mean, this this is an action movie in the sense that there's there's helicopters that he's flying a an air glider. There's he he's given this humongous Uzi machine gun. Uh, people are fighting with makeshift machetes. It's just it's just what you want out of a post-apocalyptic uh, underground gritty a fight to the death yeah. situation to move on. Yeah, like, call me Snake. The name is Snake. You know, just it's a gem. Yeah, Kurt Without Russell. Kurt Russell. I mean, he's. I don't have a list off the top of my head, but he's got to be. He's up there, top ten for me. Actors. Oh no doubt. Uh, no doubt. Tombstone. Tombstone. I mean, I mean we're not talking nineties. You know, but, we never talk about doing an actor list. That's something we got to do. Yeah. Zagal will be up there. But him. Him and. <laughs> him and. Him and Tombstone, not that we need to get into Tombstone, because I hope to be able to talk about that movie in depth later on. But And Hell's I'm, coming with yeah, me. One of the greatest roles, that, well, one of the greatest portrayals uh, an actor has ever given by multiple different actors in that movie. So, um, no, just love for Kurt Russell. What do you guys have to talk about for uh, Escape from New York? I know that you haven't, I mean, you guys have talked about it before on John Carpenter. Yeah, it's just fun. It's It is a popcorn flick. But Shut- it's one of those ones we can watch with a group yeah. and have a great time. Like, Yeah, there's not a ton of like convo that you need to like. Like, You can watch it and talk. And- but you know, you know there's, like, there's ones like you watch it with a group and those usually fall into the it's so bad it's good. And this is not it's so bad it's good. This is a well-made, very good film. But it's just fun to watch with a group, but also equally as fun to watch alone and just marveling. Yeah. Uh, the set pieces... John Carpenter's direction, John Carpenter's music in this. Uh, it's one of my favorite John Carpenter scores of all time. Uh, the action's great because it's different than 
maybe some of your normal 80s action. There's gunplay. There's car stuff crashing into things. You got the hand glider. You got uh, hand-to-hand combat. You got fight to the death to survive and move on. It's, yeah, in the wrestling ring. Yeah. Um, it's a gem. Yep. I had a I, so I had a one higher, and you guys both had, had the same number. Spot. I think, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, so seven. this is where it should be then. Consensus. Cool. All right, Vinny is up. Number six, aliens. Dum, 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 dum. Fantastic. I tried to keep it off my list, but... It's keep it off? Pick. Why? Because uh, I found that a lot of the great 80s action involved sci-fi. Which uh, is definitely prevalent, yeah. that is. Uh, I would say the rest of my list going forward is all sci-fi action. Yeah. But... um. So why was Jeff not allowed to use horror and action, but you were allowed to use sci-fi action? Because he couldn't even describe how his movie was action. Jeff, I, I feel can, like you should DQ him. I can easily describe <laughs> how this is action. There is gunplay galore. Many a shootout, or not shootout, but shooting at the alien and running around with shenanigans of that, getting picked off. There's a spaceship involved. There is explosions galore. That alone makes it an action movie. I do, and I do that, recall from a previous episode when you guys were discussing these movies that uh, you did talk about this movie and how it may not necessarily be straight horror as it is more of an action movie. So. Well, and that's that's why I appreciate... The Alien and the Aliens one-two punch duo because you had you had Ridley Scott who made Alien made a a horror a horror sci-fi masterpiece and then James Cameron comes in and has to follow it up James Cameron like an icon and a master who com- comes comes in and and uh, has to follow this up and decides to completely change direction and instead of doing horror does sci-fi action and makes it seamless. Like both go hand in hand so well and they're two different genres, which is really amazing for a original movie and a sequel. Um, Ripley doesn't need to change what she's doing. Um, she's Sigourney Weaver still awesome in both roles. The first and second. I'm not, uh, I think it came up on a previous list. This one in the list that we were doing, I think we were doing space horror, right? I think that's the one I was referring to. So people love Newt, and I'm not a big what, fan. What the little girl? Yeah, fuck that. I find her to be very annoying, and just in the way, and causing the death of humans to try to save this girl and her stupidity. And I'd be like, oh, I love this stupid little girl. She's gonna act a fool and run around and chase cats. Then that's fine. She can die. She's only in this one, right? She, her dead body is in the third one. Right. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Jesus well, deservingly Christ. so. I mean, in a movie full of, like, a marine, a, a, a marine outfit gone to kill a bunch of aliens, who, of which they have no knowledge of. Like, all they have is Sigourney Weaver warning them. 
not to do it because they're all gonna die. And they're like, no, we're like, we're the greatest fucking marine fighters of all time. And then like, and got Bill in Paxton. the first minute, like half of them, if not more, are wiped out. And then, like, why am I supposed in the middle of that? Why am I supposed to pay attention to this little girl? It was, yeah, I, she was. I, I, to me, it's like one of the biggest. Well, points I the movie. mean, the whole point was to show Sigourney Weaver's like maternal, motherly, caring spirit. But whatever. Newt aside, I, I love in this one like um, Ripley's scared from what happened in the first one. She's not really getting directly involved. She's just like using the intercom and advising. And then the Marines <laughs> start to get picked off and fucked and fucked up, which is awesome. How like they do that sequence where they each get, are getting picked off yeah and then she's like you know what i gotta take matters in my own hands and she goes down there and she's like i'm terrified from what happened in the first movie if i gotta fight these aliens off and uh is that uh, i she's the best hero the best is this the one where she's in like the yellow apparatus yes yeah um, uh because i confuse the three sometimes yeah i mean this is the epic and this that's when she's battling the queen yeah yeah this is the first the first time you see the queen and the first one you just see the one alien. it's just and the then one way alien. too much yeah one alien to 12 aliens and a queen yeah and then resurrection you find the eggs the, the eggs in this one and and there's way more uh what do you call them the things face huggers face huggers yep um yeah it's um uh, it's it's really a, a masterpiece yeah i love this movie me too. And the fact that it's coming in at number six for me just shows how great the 80s were for this, yeah. this genre. Like I said, uh, my list was kind of like I was I have a big list of different things and I was kind of picking through it. And I think this is right about um, where I was going to put it anyway. So, yeah. hmm. Jeff, where did you have this in yours? Or did you have it at all? Nope, not at all. Oh, you said you avoided it. Yeah. You avoided it because you were worried about too much sci-fi, you said? Yeah. So, the middle of my list was 765. Yeah, 765 are all very uh, familiar. And it kind of made me realize that John Carpenter... Maybe my favorite director of all time. Mm. He hit his stride in the 80s, that's for sure. Yeah. He did. Yeah, we're definitely going to have to do a director's list with the three of us. All-time directors. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know. I liked your idea of doing the... Um, Scott Brothers? Scott Brothers. That'd be fun. Because they're, they're two of my favorites. So... This right. is this is we're at uh, Jeff's pick, yeah. Number five, Jeff. Number five. All right. See, see the uh, the rest of my list is sci-fi, and you're saying the middle of your list was sci-fi. And I'm like, or I'm sorry, actually, no, I'm, no, I'm off. Two of my two of my movies are not sci-fi. All right, here we go. Don't get me no. We, we need to get shit. better about texting before the pick so there's not this humongous silence. 
All right, number five, Jeff's pick, They Live. All right. Vinny's looking at me very, very sad. It's all right. He already uses DQ. No, I have he, money in the bank, so I don't have to argue. No. But I, I can't picture him money in the banking this, but he could. Hey, can you pass that popcorn? Please. Vinny. Look at him. He's so angry. Uh, I'm not angry. I just, there's, I mean, it's tough because I love this movie. I love this movie a lot, but I think it needs to be a lot lower on the list. And there's some really top dog movies that need to be above it. But make your argument, and I'll decide. I'm not going to sit here and make my argument for you to destroy me. Yeah, maybe it'll change my mind. All right. I, I mean, got... you guys have talked about this movie before. It's yeah. not like... Here's the problem. This is a fist fight. We may have to take John Carpenter and just be like... He can't be on the fucking list no more. <laughs> um, He's too good. Yeah. So much good shit. Horror, sci-fi, action. Um, I mean, they live, right? Like, you get the, the Rye Piper. I found these sunglasses, and now I have to fist fight you so you can watch these sunglasses with me. Um, absolutely fucking... Out of control. Um, I don't know how to. Uh, to right. I'm going to go ahead and money in the bank you. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I, I'm just waiting. So, this is number five? Yes. I feel bad. And it feels. I feel, na- feel naughty and poo poo. Money in the banking John Carpenter, but. I mean, you could replace it with another John Carpenter. Nah, because I, I wouldn't do that film either. Just my sheet was all nice and organized. With, you had to go and mess with, it up. With the action category of this of this era, there's just there's too many big dogs. So I'm sorry, John Carpenter. I love that movie, and, and I love you. And you're sorry, Jeff. And I'm sorry, Jeff, for DQing you and money the backing you while you're shoving your face full of 3D Doritos. I'm jealous about. Um, so I need a replacement. Huh? Number five. What do I m- want to make the top five that I'm worried you to... Talking to the microphone. Uh, where's my phone? All right, I'm going to go with this one. Pete, you have the one? Yeah. At this point, I'm fairly confident. I'm pretty sure this won't be your one. It won't be. Well... I hope it's not. But maybe it is. I don't know. I mean, this one needs to be in the top five. In no particular order. It could be the number one. It could be the five. But it has to be in the top five. Would you make your damn pick already? I'm fucking... The this... suspense. <laughs> we need. You know what we need? Is like the these signs. Like a race boards. Uh-huh. I'm gonna br- next time I'm in person. I'm bringing a race. I texted sports. to Steph again. <laughs> <laughs> she hasn't said anything. No, you gotta be careful. You you don't want to text because every once in a while you text the wrong thing to the wrong person. You're gonna be super stoked. <laughs> All right, so they live being replaced by Vinny with Die Hard. Oh, okay. Where? Not even on my list. Number five. Oh, you're an idiot. Why? That's clearly a top three. Yeah, but can Jeff DQ a money in the bank? He can. 
Ah, uh, not the money back. No, you can't. You really jumped the gun. I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? You didn't. Well, you it's didn't. fucking Die Hard. <laughs> All right, so Die Hard. Oh, boy. It is one of the purest action movies of all time, oh, let alone are, the 80s. You are right. Um, you have John McTiernan, who made two of the purest movies of all time. Another one's, I, I guarantee, going to be on this list. Uh, the one, the thing with this one is, it's the whole secluded to one area thing, like trapped in an area, whether it be a spaceship or, uh, in this case, a skyscraper. But the thing with this one, it, in an era of muscly, one-liner, tough guy action movies with Sly, Arnold, um, well, not so much Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell kind of fell into the um, Bruce Willis area, but like very blue collar, just working man stuck in a situation and takes matters matters in his own hands and has one liners galore, takes out some bad guys and saves the day. Would you say best one liners of the 80s action movies or best one liner jabs? No, because no. I believe the best one liners belong to Arnold. But best one-liner jazz. Maybe the most in one movie. Because this is his big... This is his one big action movie. Well, I mean, it's not... Um, it, uh, not jabs I'm looking for. What's the word I'm looking for? Where he insults. Yeah. Where he's just mocking the terrorists. Now I have a machine gun. Ho, yeah, ho, ho. Um, the hand-to-hand combat. Quips. Yeah, quips. I think you're thinking, is that the word you're thinking? Yeah, yeah, quips. yeah, yeah, it quips. is. Quibs or quibs? Um, uh-oh. Uh, Carl just being, uh, it was Uber, I thought they were here. Oh, I thought it was <laughs> Stephanie's, stop texting me your pics. <laughs> um, uh, what the hell is he going to say? Great villains, I mean Hans, Carl. All great yep. villains. Um, the whole idea that looks like it's like a... Um, it's terrorists because terrorists were the thing in the 80s. and Not even just the 80s. All all eras. Like, who said we were terrorists? Yeah, uh, turned out all those 80s and 90s movies turned out to be all too real in the 2000s. Yeah. <laughs> um, not terrorists at all. Just they're trying to rob some money. Some uh, trusts and some... Whatever. It's the ultimate blue collar action movie. No military experience, no special forces, no in the jungle, no on a warship, no nothing. Just a blue collar cop saving the day in a skyscraper in the best kind of way with the best kind of one liners and explosions and gunfire and walking on glass. Yeah, you can imagine. So. Not Pure. not at all. Um, I mean, Jeff thought that you brought this too low. It, I didn't put it on my list only because I felt like it. For me, I mean, I looked at all these other things and I thought it was just a little too obvious for me. I mean, it's not a knock at all to the movie. 
It was just more, and again, as we talked about, I'll repeat, all our picks are personal to us, all that stuff, blah, blah, blah. Um, this movie, I mean, launched, before this, as far as I know, Bruce Willis has only ever done some TV, like a, one or two, like heartthrob, like somehow Bruce Willis has a heartthrob um, kind of things, where it's like, to me, Bruce Willis has always just been like, reminded me of an uncle. Uh kind of thing uh but i mean this launched him into i mean what uh, you have to think of is probably what what top five action careers of all time people yeah who, i mean big time i mean how with the exception of um i mean you can which you can still argue is action his um at least a couple of them his m night Shyamalan movies maybe not um uh i uh I see dead people. Which one was that? That wasn't so much an action movie. But you could, Sixth Sense. Sixth Sense. But you could argue that Unbreakable is an action movie, which is one of... Prob- that. That's my favorite uh, uh, Bruce? Bruce Willis movie of all time. Um, just because I think that's like a perfect movie. Well written, well acted, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this movie launched a career that... No one could ever expect. Plus, endless sequels. I mean, what what are we on? Like six, seven? Yeah. Uh, not not that they're any good not anymore. Good. But I will watch them because we will get we will get John McClane one liners. Um, I watched them as recently. After one. this, I thought two was weak, but three really? came back. I literally with a vengeance uh, because it brought Samuel Ellen. I feel like people hate on two, and I, I, I don't like hate it. on it. I don't think it's bad. With I just the thought, snow I just think of the, the three. Of the three, which I consider the three diehards, because everything after three yeah, is yeah. bad. Uh, but I think it's, I think they I think fall it's one, line, three, one, two, two three. Eh, that's fine. I like three because, Dude, like you said, in, in Samuel, I, I like the puzzles in three. Yeah, that's awesome. I thought that was good. Plus, it has a connection to the first one with it being the brother. The brother, yeah. Um, I and love the, the South African chick, or not? I guess she's German chick. But the blades, she's wild. I love. I mean, it just it's just like uh, when he makes him wear the sign in the hood. I hate. We yeah. all know what it says, oh. and then you just hear, you just hear this this gangbanger like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs> uh, and the fact that that was, like that could never be put into a movie now, but nah. sure, in 1991 or two or three or whatever that movie came out, yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, it's so funny how it's like off screen and it sounds like it's like far away. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. So I yeah, I, I didn't want to roll out into a whole Bruce Willis thing. I I love Bruce Willis. Uh this wasn't on my list, but I would never argue it being anywhere on the list. I figured it would be. Um though I will say and this will cause a wave. It's not a Christmas movie. Yes it is. Get the fuck out of yes, here. Yes it is. It absolutely is. Dude, this and Lethal Weapon Christmas movies. Which Lethal Weapon? The first one. One. There's Christmas music, Christmas trees, buying Christmas trees. Is there Christmas cheer? Christmas cheer. Gary Busey. (laughs) Gary Busey. (laughs) All right, Jeff. I'm I'm curious. We got to get going, but make this quick. Like, why were you so upset with me? Like, why hire? About what? For Die Hard. You said it should be higher. Well, yeah, where are we at? Five. Yeah, Die Hard is like a top three 80s movie. Like, we hadn't had the 
average Joe saving the day yet. Yeah. I mean, the average Joe saving the day was a big, big part of this. And this is really, for the remainder of the list, this is like the probably the only average Joe saving the day. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's like a big deal. Like, uh, now I got a machine gun. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. And then fucking Hans with his American accent. Yeah, Hans and the American accent. Um, there's, there's a lot of good shit in the Carl's movie. Carl's great. Yeah, when he fucking uh, hangs what do you the want? dude. I want blood. Yeah, when he hangs the dude by the chain. Yeah, and, Carl. Like, and yeah. But the whole gist is, this is some dude from the fucking East Coast that happened to be out here. Actually from Philly. Yeah, he's from New York, I thought. No, he's from Philly. Oh, origi- uh, it, I mean, in real life, Bruce Willis is from Philly or a Philly suburb. Maybe like South Jersey. Really? But he reps Philly. Yeah. Oh, all right. I didn't yeah, know that. But, you know. But if we were doing a different list, I'll tell you what, Die Hard with a Vengeance, number one. If we were doing a Die Hard list? You didn't even <laughs> put that on the 90s list. I think we may have talked Yo, about it. Can I tell you one thing? I don't want to blast things off here. You know what I was upset about? The one thing I was upset about with the 90s list. Under the Teachers and Higher? Cliffhanger did not make the list. Yeah. And that... So the best thing about Cliffhanger is John Lithgow. Yes. Amazing villain. Great villain. Amazing villain. But there's no other reason to to even... Chops that old man's fingers off? Not cool. All right, so let's get rolling here. Number four. Which is my pick, yes? That is correct. I know I'm the one that's been saying, oh, I need to send it off sooner, but... That one is getting cut. Which is insane that I'm cutting this movie. Oh, no. What are you cutting? Uh, you don't know. I'm nervous. So far, I haven't cut anything. Don't make me cut something. Oh, I've cut I've cut a bunch of movies. No, I mean, I haven't cut anything from the top five or six. Oh, no. I, well, I still, I've, I've had a larger list still here remaining. I got to believe that this one is going to make one of you... So I'm going to say, even though I know one of these is Jeff's going to pick. But of, all right. Number four. What's happening? I got to look at my list again. God damn it. There's so many things. So many things to consider. I think it's so locked in. It's just a matter of order. Yeah, but like the next, I, I, I'm, I know for sure that my number one, my number one, maybe didn't even make anyone's list. The next four picks should be because I was concerned that my number one was already going to be t- called, and at this point, all right. All right, Pete's number four, Commando. Okay, I had, I had a three. It did not make my list because lots of Arnold movies. I, I there was like so many Arnold movies for the eighties. Like I can't, 
I, can't. I know, but you can't deny this one. It's this, a- I had to look at because. All right. I'll just tell you, uh, I was looking at three Arnold movies right now. And the best Terminator movie is not in the 80s. I know. Yeah. True. I, I, I so stand, I looked over it. Stand it's, by it's that. Still on my list. So here we are at Commando. It's been talked about it before on this podcast on the Arnold episode. The most, one of the most ridiculous openings to <laughs> any movie. I mean, <laughs> it opens with a large body built man <laughs> carrying two logs on each shoulder. <laughs> whole trees, essentially. <laughs> they're not logs, they're whole trees. And then in the next scene, he's like licking ice cream with his daughter and petting a baby deer. <laughs> and feeding the deer. <laughs> Look at my baby, my baby deer. Look at this. It's fantastic. Honey. Honey, uh, da- uh, daughter, uh, daughter, look at this baby deer. Come here, feed the ice and cream. It's all about, like, like <laughs> there, I. It's quintessential action because you sit there, you're not ever asking. Like now, I'm assessing it. I'm like, all right, what happened to the mother? Like what? What? Because in any in any divorce situation, why would she, oh, except for security reasons, be left with him? Unless I she was just a total dead. junkie or dead. Did they mention like he's not? No. He's, he's not a. And then and and right? and you're never given a reason why, but all of a sudden his whole house is ransacked by people who kidnap his daughter. He walks into his kitchen and there's just a guy that says, "Hey, it's all good, man. We can work things out." And he just goes wrong and then shoots him and kills him. Well, they're they're after him. They're they're wiping they're out the whole. They're after him because they're wiping like out ex, the whole team. It's it's like. His ex, par- his ex partner, some sort of bullshit. Who was also in Mad Max too. Uh, his ex partner, who looks a lot like Freddie Mercury, uh, wearing a chain link yeah. vest. Uh, I feel like they wanted Freddie Mercury in there because, like, other, you know, <laughs> otherwise, what were they going <laughs> yeah. for? So, which, so this ensues into like the, one of the most ridiculous chase scenes, where instead of driving on the road, he just drives down the hill. And like a 1980 no. Ford Bronco with no power he steering. pushes and, it down. And yeah. He, oh, yeah. He pushes it down. And just like film of him. <laughs> like just like going. Uh, you can't see me, but I'm going back and forth through the, the wheels. The, carav- like, the caravan could have just stopped and watched him go by and plummet yeah. to his death. First of all, the but car like, would never have made it. Yeah. But but this is like to me, this is just like so. I mean, there's so few, so little dialogue. But everything that he says is gold, and just like don't, don't bother my friend. He's dead, dead tired. tired. And, I'm just gonna jump out of this plane now. They they flip like a Porsche, and he just pushes it over with one hand. Uh, and 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 how about the, wait wait hold on how about jumping out of the plane? How he just climbs out of the the wheel well and just uh-huh. jumps like what 150 feet into a swamp and like. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm fine. I'm just gonna keep going. And then and they just uh, the iconic rise out of the swamp with the commando makeup on, <laughs> and just like, I mean, this is the like, he's the unbeatable soldier kind of thing. Um, so the stealing all the weapons from the armory slash army navy, navy yeah. surplus store that was like my shit when I was a kid. Like, oh, he's like walks in, he's like picks out whatever guns he wants and throws them uh-huh. in the cart. 
And she's blowing up shit because she fired it the wrong way, the bazooka. Uh, I don't think it's this movie. I'm, I'm confusing this with Terminator, I think, but it's just a, a, a fucking hum, uh, hilarious line that he drops. It might be this movie. But he walks into the gun shop. I need an Uzi 9mm with a 30 watt range. No, that's, that's Terminator. That's Terminator. Whoa. <laughs> and he's like, I need a 9 millimeter or 9 gigawatt laser beam gun, whatever he says. He's yeah. like, whoa, whoa. Only what you see, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so that's us. I really hope that the other movie makes it, but we'll see. Make me nervous. All right, Jeff, you're up. Number three. A lot of responsibility, fella. I know. Right. Dude, Uber's freaking me out. Why are you on Uber now? Because I scheduled a thing. We never turn on the recording light. Is everything okay? <laughs> Number three. Is Die Hard still on the board? I'm joking. I joke because I care. <laughs> Damn. I already told you. Dude, this is stressing me out. That your number one is not my number one. I know, but I'm, I'm worried. Well, I guess I'm picking at number two. So, dude, listen, Jeff. You gotta pick your number one now. I'll pick my number one next. Because Pete's going rogue. He's got something wily. <laughs> He's so, got some sort of like. Jackie Chan movie up his sleeve. So I but I can't drop my now, number one to number three. Number oh next, my god. I can't I can't. You're not gonna put your number one now? No, I can't. Then it's I can't not making the list. It. Oh, that's that's sad. It's not making the list, I'm telling you that right now. Because it's on my list. At well, where is it? At like four, three or four. Mm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It's my number two. Are you guys ready to talk about this movie for an hour and a half? <laughs> <laughs> well, we can't because the Uber's going to be here in 10 minutes. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's not right, right? Uh, I'm doing it. I'm he's, not he's happy. He's been waiting outside for like 30 minutes. Oh, cancel that shit. Well, we're never going to get another one. Why'd you schedule it for now? No, I scheduled it for 1045, but he's just here. And he said he's just, he's just going to hang out and wait for us. Well, Is he charging got... you for that? No. It's not scheduled 1045. I hate the fact that I just seceded this. All right, Jeff. No, it's the right right decision. Jeff's number three pick, RoboCop. Yeah, this is the right decision. This is the number one movie of the 80s. Number two movie. What? Number two movie. You said you feel dirty right now, don't you? I'll kill both of you. It's the number two movie. Bare hands. What are you talking about? It is the greatest movie of the 80s. It is fantastic. It is... Let me look at my notes here. Let me just pull this up real, of real the mecha- fast. Of the mechanical robot movies, I would rather this make the list than Terminator. It is, is an ultra-violent satire of the excess of the 80s. Clarence Boddicker, greatest villain in any movie. Kurtwood Smith. Dude. As this or as Red? 
Red Foreman. No. Well, he also becomes the greatest TV dad, and that's what, what makes it so he great. He is a great villain in this. Yes. Fantastic. Like, he has the for best, the corporation, yeah, but he's also super evil. Best one-liners. Yeah. And then he goes on to that 70s show and becomes like the greatest TV dad ever. What was ever. he doing in between? There's a large gap. Nothing. Um, what was he doing? He, Probably stage or something. That's what they all do. They all do stage. He did. Um, He was in the 90s. He was... Uh, in Last of the Dog Men, which was a movie that Rich and I watched while on cocaine in college. <laughs> um, so Then you get Dan O'Hurley. is the head of OCP, also from Halloween 3. And he pops up in RoboCop 2, which is like the worst sequel ever. <laughs> no, I like, I like 2. Three. No, 2 three is, three is bad. Rough. 3 is worse, but 2 is not good. You I'm know down, who's in 2, though? Two. Tom Noonan. Yeah, I'm down yeah. with 2. Three, rough. But like Robo, dude, RoboCop has some of the best one-liners. It's ultra violent, um, super it's violent, so fucking yeah. violent, bullet hole that violent. Scene, yes. That first scene where the where they the, kill Murphy, yeah, the yeah. giant robot just blows that dude away. Like I used to when I was a when I was a younger man, we used to talk about finding the X-rated version of RoboCop, and people who didn't know were like, "What do you mean the X-rated version? Like it's like a porno." No, it's like the X-rated version. It's so bloody, and it's so over the top, dude. When he hits fucking Clarence in the throat with the fucking uh, what is middle finger claw, yep. and rips that shit out, the blood, it, ah, it's so good. The blood comes flowing out. So in the X-rated version, is that the director's cut on Screen Factory? Yeah. That's what I watched today on. So I Google. didn't. Something from my childhood isn't lining up. Is I remember when Murphy died, I thought they shot his limbs off, not just one limb, all four limbs, and he was just no. Like they a just shoot stub. that arm off. I could have sworn he was just the bloody stub. Well, they leg. shot That's, off a leg too. No, RoboCop Two is where they like take all his limbs off and. No, I know that. Off. I don't know. This must be my childhood memories being skewed. Uh, all this alcoholism. <laughs> um, don't don't be all serious over there, you son of a bitch. Serious about what? I don't know. You just step back and you're like, Dee. so I watched RoboCop in preparation for this episode. Um, because I hadn't seen it in a long time. I've seen it like twice before, and I just I knew that it needed to be on my list. I needed to justify where. And, um, I mean, I know it was Jeff's number one. He texted us that at like noon today. He said, I not Robocop's my number one. I don't fucking care if you guys know. And, um, I mean, it's, it's an amazing and it's like, it's so eighties. I mean, like everything about it, it's like corporate guys, it's Detroit, it's gritty. It's, uh, it's just a really great 80s movie. I have nothing bad to say about it. I mean, like I said in earlier on, like this was a list that I like I had a bunch of movies kind of jumbled up and I was like I'm going to pick what I want like to be on based on what the other guys have picked. Uh they threw a couple of movies on that weren't on my list, so I'm glad that I'm glad that Jeff picked it because I I I it needs to be on the list. And top 3, I mean, for sure. For sure it's Fantastic. It was my number two. It's um, I had a couple notes down. I think I just wrote down 
uh, super fucking violent, which it is, which is like for an 80s action movie is kind of like like even uh, the Terminator or or aliens like you it's just gunfire like it's and, and terror like you, you don't see. But this like you see the guy's fucking arm getting blown off and blood gushing out. Uh, there's tons of people just getting shot for no reason. Um, so, um, this one with all the, uh, uh Peter Weller as RoboCop. That's what I was, oh, yeah, I was trying to, kills. and, uh, we already talked about Kurtwood Smith, uh, Red Foreman mm-hmm. and, uh, and then Miguel Ferrer, uh, rest in peace. Um, yeah. As, as just a great, like kind of money grubbing. Yuppie. Head, yuppie, yuppie, yeah. just like wanting wanting to make a ton of money who then ends up dying in a horrible way um yeah this who is a great I only movie knew and, from... if, and, and if anybody's ever I, I think i feel like robocop gets a bad rap because like people they're like oh people who haven't even seen it think of the like the title robocop might sound lame but no it's fucking fantastic and it's only like an hour and a half hour and 45 not a long watch, and it's uh, it's quintessential it is um, uh, pop pop culture America Americana. Yeah, uh, we're on to Vinny with the number two pick. All right, I'm guessing Pete, not knowing not knowing what you're doing, and thinking you're go thinking you're going kind of rogue. Rogue, like the X-Men. <laughs> we should do a live episode. <laughs> Maybe from the Mahoney we could do one. Oh, we always Five or, if I, Oh, is, is it always live? Well, we have to record. You have to record it, and then he posts it. Yeah. All right, Vinny's number two pick, Predator. Oh, thank God. No. <laughs> we know. I think this is one of the one of the best action movies of all time, let alone eighties. No, it's great. I just, sure I'm dope. like very concerned about your number one though. Pete's I have no idea where he's going. I have no idea. The, the whole world is just I'm I, I have the, you, I would give you a clue, but it would give it away. I have the assumption he's going Chuck Norris and I'm gonna highly disagree. Uh. Well, if it's Silent calm, Rage... You can calm yourself. All right, good. Uh, no, Predator, amazing. Amazing. It's amazing. The, the, I mean, we talked about it in the Arnold episode, the ensemble of the guys put together so well, their chemistry, yep. uh, their introduction, their helicopter ride to the rainforest, they're fucking <laughs> up everything in the rainforest. Feel Um... You guys are a bunch of slack-jawed F-words. <laughs> this will make you a uh, special Tyrannosaurus. <laughs> so, what I have written down here, Predator 1987, you got Arnold Schwarzenegger, Carl fucking Weathers. Bill Duke. Bill Duke. Ooh, who, I love who Bill Duke. I, I, I neglected to talk about because he's also in Commando for like a hot minute. Yeah. In Commando... I eat green berets for breakfast. He says, 
This green beret's about to kick your ass. He says, I eat green berets for breakfast. Ah, ah. <laughs> uh, so there's that. But Bill Duke is in this. I mean, Bill Duke, he's an enigma. Because I've go? never seen him in anything other than like, I can't even call him a character actor. He was Cause, in. Because you've never seen this. him in anything <clears throat> other than, I mean, this might even be his longest role in Predator. Where he before he dies. I mean, I I, I I can't think off the top of my head, but he's in he's in this. He's in he was uh, he's in Mandy. <laughs> he was in this era. Then like Let's see a the, 15 uh, he's to a, uh, original um, commissioner in Batman Returns, right? Or not was Batman he? Returns? Uh, no, the Dark Knight. Maybe. No, he's not a commissioner. I, you I sure? don't remember. No. He was in the 80s, then disappeared, and then showed up in Mandy. Yeah. He was awesome <laughs> in Mandy. and But also, looked like he was kind of on life support in Mandy. Um, uh, we also got Jesse Ventura coming in. Jesse the body. With the epic line, I ain't got time to bleed. Yeah. Uh, we Man. have the amazing uh, introduction of Arnold and Carl Weathers' characters, where... Dylan, you son of a bitch. And they lock arms in like the the most gratuitous Dylan! bicep zoom in in cinema history. And then What's Arnold, the matter, Arnold, Dylan? Arnold CIA got you pushing too many pencils? Exactly. Arnold goes on to it to uh insult his humongous black bicep. <laughs> uh because his is bigger, because he's a fucking bodybuilder. Um this also this movie I mean this is like like, this is like peak. I mean, this is like the action movie of all action movies. I mean, it, there's nothing about it that you can say bad, really. Uh, but it also brings us the one of the most epic Arnold lines of all time: "Get to the chopper." Yep. Billy, <laughs> uh, you one ugly, you one ugly motherfucker. Repeated multiple times. Uh, yeah. Predator looks awesome. Predator, Great villain. Yeah. Predator is amazing. I mean, this movie. The mud. Was, this movie. Was the mud camouflage up. wouldn't work, but whatever. Yeah. Well, this movie was followed up with what was a pretty decent sequel with uh, Donald. Uh, uh, Don, what's his name? Dan, Danny Glover. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Gary Busey. Not uh, yeah, Danny Glover and Gary Busey. Not a good sequel. It's fine. I appreciate it because Gary Busey's in it, but. I feel like that was a better sequel than some of the sequels that have come since. Yeah, I mean, putting Predator in a uh, in an urban environment would have been awesome. They didn't execute it very well. That's not executed well. All right, let's get into that number one. Okay. Go for it. Pete Pete's changing it up here tonight. Oh look at him. He knows. Make me nervous. Alright. All right, I'm going to make my own little intro because it's the way the movie's introduced. 
From the dawn of time, we came, moving silently down through the centuries, living many secret lives, struggling to reach the time of the gathering, when the few who remain will battle to the last. Oh, no. No one has ever known we were among you until now. Highlander. Pete's number one pick. God I should have known he was going to do this. I should have known he was going to do this or Conan the Barbarian. I thought he was going to go Conan the Destroyer, not the Barbarian. Though. Oh, man. I I haven't seen this in many moons. Uh, I, re- I rewatched it today just before leaving. Um, All Fuck. right. Uber's calling me. I guess I'm on my own to drop some... Drop some knowledge. Why do you have Ubers coming right now? Because I scheduled it for 10.30. Why? Because I should have been plenty of time. That was stupid. Highlander, 1986. Christopher Lambert as Connor McLeod. Sean Connery as Juan Sanchez Villalobos Ramirez. And Clancy Brown as the Kurgan. One of the great character actors we went on to see as uh, the one, the bad douchebag uh, uh, cop in Shawshank Redemption. He went on to do like similar things. Just always a bad guy. One of the things I love the most about this movie uh, is that Queen recorded the entire soundtrack. It's a Queen soundtrack. Just epic kings of the princes of the universe. Do you want to live forever? The whole thing. Number one. (laughs) This was number one. The minute rewatch it. It's amazing. Any thoughts? I've angered. I've angered (laughs) the masses. I. I mean, I just don't know. Jeff, is this better or worse than uh, Emily Rose as number one? Mm, better, better. <laughs> uh, but we, uh, I'm. Did, no, this wasn't even on any, either of your radars. No, <laughs> I, I've only seen this once, and it was a long. Oh my time god, ago. it's a brilliant fucking movie. Considering I had the Toxic Avenger on my list, uh, this was not on my radar. Yeah. All right, well. <laughs> I feel, I'll like, watch this, it I feel now. like this is like a, a numb ending. Where can I stream it? Uh, I watched it on either Tubi or... What's the other one? Something else free. It's not a good yeah, sign. Yeah, it's on there somewhere. It's not free. a good sign. I watched it for movie. free today. Yeah, but if it's on Tubi, it's not a good sign. For the, Why? The, I don't know. That's usually for like non-claimed <laughs> No, movies. what's the other one? Jeff mentioned it earlier. What's the other uh, streaming thing that's free? Shutter? No. Pluto? Pluto. Pluto. Yeah, it might have been Pluto. It's only on Pluto and Tubi? That's that's not a good sign. No, I mean, it's on other things you have to pay for it, but... Jesus Christ. (laughs) I I don't know what to say. I've I've seen this movie maybe once, and it was a very long time ago. Oh, man. This is like 80s classic. Sean Connery... (laughs) Sean Connery, who is a Scotsman, playing an Egyptian... uh, An Egyptian Spaniard... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> An Egyptian Spaniard Great, great well, sword fights Russell Crowe plays a Roman Spaniard 
This episode might be worse than when we just showed up <laughs> fucking hammered. Uh, then he just keeps staring. Like he's huh? like, uh, uh. I ruined everything. No, it's not you. Hey, your number one is your number one. You, I was you and, earn, and you to earn. think and to think that I was worried that it was going to end up lower on the list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were. I can't the, believe you, you guys don't love Highlander. I, yeah, I don't know. I'm Connor McLeod of Clan McLeod. Nah, that could be only one. Uh, yeah, we know the Kurgan. I'm uh, kind of upset that Terminator didn't make it on the list because of this. <laughs> I hope Rich. I hope Rich listens. He'll, I, I'll he'll, tell you what. The first Terminator, not that good. It's not that good. I like to do Michael Bean. It's not well, that good. Yeah, come with me if you want to live. I love Michael Bean. That's me sex too. Scene? Tombstone again. Yeah, Ringo and The Rock. Johnny Ringo. Well, and and, and what about uh, Sarah Connor's boobs in Terminator? Really? I I don't even remember her boobs. Yeah, oh yeah, sex Linda scene? Hamilton. It's a, ni- well, it's a nice item. Not that good, apparently. Well, her boobs weren't nice. I thought they were. Would. I guess there's not much else to say. <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. Well, I think it's a good list. Only a couple I think of- you both need to watch Highlander tomorrow. Oh, yeah, I'm going to watch I it. I'm going to watch Highlander. It's terrible. Watch it. <laughs> Only a couple things got X from my list, and they were all in the bottom. So, Sons of well, bitches. except for Terminator, that was number five for me. I well, had to, I had to. Cr- oh, it was it it sucked to cross off uh, Indiana Jones, but I did. See, Indiana Jones, phenomenal movies, but I didn't put them on my list because I see them more as adventure. Like, action movies have a very specific. For me. Same. I also had a lot of kung fu movies that I was like, uh, I'm saving for a yeah, kung fu list. Exactly. And somebody mentioned that, like, oh well, uh, Vinny and Lethal Weapon. Lethal Weapon is amazing, but I'm saving that for the buddy cop list. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I didn't do Lethal Weapon, and also part of that was because to me the best Lethal Weapon is Lethal Weapon Two. Also eighties. Uh, was it? I thought it was 90s. Mm, 80s. Uh, well, if I had realized that, I probably would have added it. Because it has one of the best lines when he's like talking about the South African guy. He's like, I'm going to get him, Raj. I'm going to get him. I'm going to fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, uh, a whole a shroud has covered the room since I ruined everything with No, you haven't ruined shit. Stop it. <laughs> We have just gone. At least the Phillies are up 10-4. Yeah. Top of the seventh. This list is straight. A whole lot of hostility. We're going to have to fight each other. Street fighter style. It's terrible. Christopher Lambert from Highlander later showed up as... uh, uh, What's his name? Raiden? Yeah, I know. I know about Chris Lambert. All right? Fucking... I thought Kills it was. I always I saw his Lambert. No, I, he's Swiss. He's Swiss. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> he's in Tales from the Dark Side, the Warriors. 
Um, Bloodsport. Yeah, that was on my list. Yeah. Top Gun. Nah, yeah. Top Gun. Didn't Top Gun's just too. Also, so it was my number twelve, but I just felt like it had to be on here, and I gave it. I gave it a rewatch for this recording because I wanted to have it fresh in my mind. Cobra. No, I. All right. So. Oh. Okay. We go didn't ahead. include any of the Rocky movies, which is that's not an action. It's movie. not. Yeah, it's not action. Exactly. But, but Cobra's action. No, Cobra's not. What action. were you about to what say? What do you mean it's not action? He literally has a pistol with a cobra on it. Well, what more do you want? He puts the same song if, from Rocky into Cobra. But if it, the thing that makes that it he, not that hurt me the most, if a Stallone movie was going to make this list, it was going to be First Blood. Yeah, First yeah, Blood. Yeah, First Blood's more of a drama. Too. Um, yeah. And you know, First Blood Part 2 is a war movie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but it was first blood was on my list, but I cut it went to make room for um, Highlander. <laughs> no, Highlander was my number one all the way through. So I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sure I, I might get some hate mail. If you guys get some messages, let me know. I'm, I'd be Son happy to answer bitch. it. I'd be happy to answer the hate. <sighs> it's, mad. it's, mad. it's time to sign off. I think it's a good list. All right, producer, can you recap the list for us? Yep, here we go. All right, at number 12, uh, Vinny, Above the Law, 1988. Uh, number 11, which was Jeff, Batman, 1989. Number 10 was Pete, Roadhouse. Number 9, Vinny at Mad Max 2, Road Warrior. Number 8 was Jeff at Red Dawn. Number seven, Pete, Escape from New York. Number six, Vinny, Aliens. Number five, They Live. That was Jeff, uh, which was Money in the Bank by Vinny, uh, who chose Die Hard. Number four, Commando. That was Pete. Number three, RoboCop, Jeff. Number two was Predator, Vinny, and Pete with the number one pick, which was apparently atrocious for the other two, Highlander. (laughs) There can be only one. Well... I would like to say, uh, if you listen to our podcast, thanks. Jeff got We're beat up in this done. episode. I am. So, first of all, I'm not going to lie. A little fucked up. All right. Yeah, DQ'd and money the bank. Yeah, a little fucked up. I got banged up. All right. From, like, all angles. Not cool, boys. But. Love, peace, and fingers. No. Above all else, I was here for the company. Yeah. God, I love both you sons of bitches <laughs> so much. Um, what I was going to say is that, you know, you got to take your knocks. And this is the first time I really took a, a beating like that. Hey, you took a beating Halloween, too. Me and Dana. Oh, you and Dana. Raped you. You and Dana. But it was a set series of movies. Yeah. This is the <laughs> one where I just got like. Prison rate. <laughs> <laughs> Drop the soap. Yeah. But you know what? You got to suck it up. You got to Carry admit, on to the next episode. You got to admit that Robocop's the best movie action of the 80s. Top three. <laughs> top three. Uh, uh, Predator, Robocop, Commando. Top three. That was your top three? Yeah. I had... In that order? Yep. I had... Commando Robo- was your one? No, no, Predator 1, RoboCop oh. 2, Commando 3. RoboCop, um, I forgot my 2 was, but 3 was Die Hard. 
What was your two? I don't remember. Did you have written down? Yeah. See, my list was on my <laughs> phone, but I, I erased it as I went. Uh, the one, the Chuck Norris movie, I did want on the list, but it would have had. To I be, thought you guys were going to be Chuck. Rage. No, it would have had to be bottom three was Lone Wolf McQuaid. No. Yeah. I thought you guys would have because there's what I think for the have... sole reason of one scene, they bury him in his Ford Bronco. He opens a beer, pours it on his head, and drives out of the hole. <laughs> but I wasn't going to put it above. I thought you guys nine. were definitely going to have more Chuck Norris films to begin with, but also that that POW one that everyone seems to like. I think Chuck Norris is super overrated. You just love like Chuck Norris. Just like Steven Seagal. Oh, no, Seagal. Steven Seagal beat the shit out of Chuck Norris. What? No. Wouldn't stand a chance. I would bet. Steven Seagal. My next is year's the Lo- salary. Steven Seagal is the Logan Paul to <laughs> Chuck Norris's. I will bet. I would bet my next year's salary that Steven Seagal, in his current state of whatever physique, versus Seagal, uh, Chuck Norris, and whatever he's got going on. Would beat the shit out of Chuck Norris. Have you ever heard of the Total Gym? Have you ever heard of Steven Seagal? <laughs> the Total Gym. The, oh, I know the about training, Total the gym. training vestige of. Yeah, I don't think Chuck used it Chuck anymore. Norris. I've seen Chuck recently. Have you ever heard of Walker Texas Ranger? Yeah, terrible show. It's the country music of TV shows. Walker and Tr. Look, <laughs> this country music of television. This episode was a goddamn disaster. Because nobody's on the same page. I no, fucking no, hate it. Nobody's ever going to listen to episodes that I'm on. <laughs> What's wrong with being on the different page? Robocop shipping number one. Predator number one. All right, All right, close it up. Do your line. Bitches. I love both of you. Producer. Are you alive? Still here. Great. Until next time. When I am always right. <laughs> Love, peace, and chicken grease. We're out of here. We are out. Robocop for life, bitches!